Are you gay? Geeky? Just enjoy hearing your good Judy's dish about the latest in pop culture? Well, then you're in luck. The boys of Flame On are here for you. In every episode, we discuss the topics that entrance us. Whether it's comics, TV, movies, drag queens, or video games, we've got you covered. So, if you're ready for your gay and geeky slice of pop culture life, then sit back and get ready to Flame On! Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Nerdy Show listeners, we need your help. A bunch of our series have been nominated for the Audioverse Awards, a podcast award show for audio dramas. The Orphans, Nerdcasting the Multiverse, Dungeons and Doritos, and Liberty have all been nominated for awards in music, acting, writing, and production. The semifinals are open to fan voting right now, and we'll never make it to the finals without your votes. Don't delay, we've only got till October 30th, so head to nerdyshow.com slash audioverse2017 to see the list of nominees and get voting. Are you troubled by stale podcasts in the middle of the night? Do you love films that feature the busting of spooks, specters, or ghosts? If the answer is yes, then don't wait another minute. Ghostbusters Resurrection is an RPG audio drama combining tabletop gaming and cinematic paranormal elimination adventures. Call the professionals at nerdyshow.com slash ghostbusters. We're ready to believe you. The following program, Flame On, is presented by the Nerdy Show Network. Geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by A Comic Shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination, and with the generous support of listeners like you. To learn how you can support this and other fine geeky programming, visit nerdyshow.com. Welcome to Flame On, I'm Brian, and I think today, on this gay, geeky occasion, we should start by honoring the death of AOL's Instant Messenger. Let's give it a moment of silence. That was enough. So, we're going to go around the room and introduce our exciting cast of uh, queerdo- queerdos. Is that a thing? Queeros? Yes. Queeros? I think I'm stealing that from somebody, but that's fine. Uh, by using our Instant Messenger name. So, of course, I had like a ton, because some... For some reason, back in the day, we decided putting our age was a good thing. I don't know, maybe. So I was uh, Muadib nineteen. <laughs> How dare you, Muadib? Then I was uh, uh, R. Daniel Oliva twenty. Oh my what? god! And then for some reason, I decided mid age to change to Hyperion. 20 so there you could is. tell i was a bit of a sci-fi nerd anyway i love that you have a messiah complex that's what i love <laughs> well you knew that already honey come on uh bj um i only had one aim name my entire life and that was demo agogo 
Um, no number. Demo. What's demo? Dancing. A uh, go-go dancing demon. Uh, pretty much. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I okay. I don't. I don't know why oh, that just popped good. in my head. I, but every time I like, I typed in my name. That didn't work. I typed in my real name. That didn't work. I was like, all right, fuck it, demo go-go, and there I was. Oral. Mine was Warrior Wizard twenty four. Um, in honor of Scarlet Witch because I had decided that eventually I need to do drag. Also, we got to do this before the the year is up because you know I've been putting it off. Yes, yes you have. <laughs> we'll do it holiday theme. For no. more adventures of oral and <laughs> drag and not doing it, check out our side series, Drag is the New Spandex. <laughs> Way back in the feed at this point, uh, Eric. Um, so my one and only was uh, Darth Mater. That's right. See, I remember that. that. Oh, that's that great. Gold. Oh, my God. That is gold. Yes. Can, I, can I tell you on a side note, my Darth name uh, when I played Old Republic, I think, the first time? Darth Rectum. Of course. Of course it was that. Because, you know, I thought that was funny. And they let me do and it. And you were so. 12 when you played it the first time? I was like 30-something. That was fine. Pat. Hey, everybody. My <sighs> first ever AOL screen name. I, oh, God. I was... Towards the end of my high school uh, career and was into the X-Men and Excalibur era of books. So uh, I loved Captain Britain. So my first screen name was Cat Brit. And then eventually it became Sound of Fury 72. <laughs> which the 72 was not my birth year. So it just it, that that girl, it worked well. That always, <laughs> that always confused me when you told me that. I'm like... Wait, what? Because I think eventually I changed mine to my birth year, and I was like, that, that didn't last either. I don't know. So AOL isn't really dead. I, I, this is the, the, the exaggeration of the death of AOL has been greatly ex- exaggerated. Sorry. Uh, that, that didn't start out well. Um, the AOL protocol is still alive and well. Google uses it. Uh, God, there's a couple other sites. I think ICQ may still use it. There's oh other. God. I know. It's still, ICQ? It's still around. It's still around. So, so, but AOL as an entity has been you know, crumbling over the years into whatever the hell they have left uh, after Time War bought them. So, you know, it's, it's, the work is still out there. People still use chat, of course. Yeah, but People no one use uses chat. AIM. Anymore. Well, no, yeah, no. So, no yes, I haven't been on it in years. AIM is a, a proper system has died, but we all are, are fondly um, remembering our days asking for ASL, which is how this whole thing started uh, before the show. So uh, if you have an AOL screen name, you'd like to share with us flameonshow.com drop it in the comments when we post this episode yes. or tweet at us or do all the fun social media <laughs> things but we'd love to hear your I'll crazy try, names I'll try to hop on before it's completely gone and... I feel like you've said that before in your life I mean whatever anyway. <laughs> <laughs> alright so I'm gonna get mine well we are here to talk about gay geeky things as we do every so often uh, usually twice a month uh, so we're going to start with some recent events because we've been busy, uh, as you probably have seen based on the, uh, the feed, we've had hurricanes, we've had travel, we've had other crazy oh. life adventures most recently. Cause let's start with that. Uh, Orlando pride was yesterday and uh, I, I had a blast. I had to explain to my straight roommate why when the float came through, Singing Pride, A Deep Love. I'm just like, people, let me tell you. I work hard every day. Pride, He's like, a deep love. Pride, a deep love. Pride, a deep love. Whoa, 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 whoa. We need, we need to do one of those made-for-TV albums. I just, oh. 
Uh, like it was a Flame blast. One covers the classics. Yes. The queer classics. So uh, we are based out of Orlando. If you've never listened before, you may be going, well, what the fuck does that have to do with that? So we are out of Orlando. So Orlando, come out with pride. Yes, it's not in pride month normal because we're incredibly hot in June and we have gay days in June. So we get two parties. We get at least two, right? Yeah. Uh, and I thought, I thought we were... Uh, so somebody mentioned this. They asked why we have it in October. Uh-huh. And apparently the heat is not actually the reason. It's oh. because that Bullshit. national coming. I mean, that's why we have it. Well, I I, I think that's why they moved. Why they moved it to October was yeah. to coincide with national yes. coming out day. Yes. Um, but it's the heat. It's it, I think it's, it's the heat and gay days yeah. between yeah, the two. People from well, out of town. It would just be too much. June. But you have St. Pete Pride, which is the largest in the state yeah. and the third largest in the country. And that's only mere weeks after gay days. Yeah. But it's, it's, yeah, but it's different. I don't know. I haven't been to St. Pete Pride. I hear it's a blast. The it thing is. is, is that I, a mess. My, Too hot. my finances can't take <laughs> gay yeah. days and pride. I have to choose one. I understand this. Listen, Although they expensive. did a, they did a great thing a couple of years ago, which was, I think the last time that Brian and I went, uh, they moved their parade to a complete nighttime parade. Yep. So now it's a light up parade. Like it's all about like being in a, an electric no, light parade. Oh, I yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, it's so why, why didn't you tell me that's my favorite parade? I'm sorry. I'm getting so shrill. Oh, <laughs> that is my favorite parade of all time at Disney. Is it the lights or the music? It's, it's the, the music it's for both. Me. It's oh. both. And and so now that I know I can do Pride at night with like a Main Street Electrical Parade, sign me the fuck up. We'll have to. We'll make a trip out of it next year. We'll mm-hmm. do it because I haven't been in a, in a while. Is it still at night? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. When they moved it, they were like, because mm. otherwise it was at nine a.m. Yeah. Right. It was like, and it would end at like noon, and it was like, Ugh, it's so five hot. billion degrees. Yeah. I like, never saw. I've only. I've been like four or five times. I've only seen the parade once, and that was the year they moved it to nighttime. Oh my god. Because otherwise we rolled up at like noon, one o'clock, and you drank, and we would just start drinking. Oh, yeah. I need to. Oh, I'm so excited. It's like right on the beach, isn't it? No, no, it's um, down central. It's but like right okay. in the heart of the. You're of closer to yeah. the water, so you're getting more of a breeze than we get to. So, but no, so Orlando come out with probably yesterday. It is based around the come out or the national coming out day, which is um, my birthday. The same That's day. Right. I, yeah. I never realized that. That's cool. But we had a good time. Uh, several of us, actually, three of us here, are on the board for We Bears Care, which is a nonprofit organization that does charity events in the community, but loosely affiliated around like bear stuff. Uh, very loosely. So we got to march for the first time as that entity, and it was a lot of fun. Congratulations. Uh, it, I heard you got robbed. Pat. I did. <laughs> Some black man just ran into the street, grabbed my beads, said, I'm a girl, I'm going to take these, and then ran away. <laughs> nice. I couldn't catch any beads. Aww. Well, we're not they, supposed to throw them. That they, was part of the safety video. They were like, um, you yes. were to distribute these because even lightweight items can injure somebody. What, was that the thing? Because I remember like last year, two years ago, they were just chucking that shit directly at your face. We it's been a couple of years since I've been still. in a parade, but when I was on the Stonewall float years back, mm-hmm. we were just like, yeah. It's yeah. like, oh my eyes. And this year they were just kind of like, here you go. What's that? And we we're just screaming in the in the in the nosebleeds, like, throw that shit yeah. at us. And I know. Yeah, I, was like, I was like, give some to that bear in the back. And Brian's like, that's too difficult. <laughs> so we did uh learn some things. Uh banners. And when it's windy, need a little weight at the bottom. <laughs> Which is why other people make that frame. Because when somebody came uh, by with like that, we got the PVC pipe. Mm-hmm, and yeah. then somebody else, like um, one of the other organizations I saw, like made a, a whole frame, a frame it, yeah. to then tie the banner to. I was like, 
Oh, yeah, that's smart. Yeah. So next year we learned we learned a few things. Next um, year we putting that shit on a car. We uh, driving the parade. That too. <laughs> uh, beads. Even though I I originally reined in the uh, allotment, uh, probably should buy more because we were out by the fourth leg and oh, wow. we yeah, were just and like the more people you get to march with you, the more, the more you need. Well, that's yeah. true too. Yeah. Uh, koozies are good for parades because you can just you can throw those although they sometimes come back and hit you in the face <laughs> you're uh, not supposed to because even yeah, the most know, lightweight I item know, can injure somebody I, know, but come on. I came prepared I wanna... actually I just stumbled from my neighbor's house which is across the street from me <laughs> and we just stumbled to the parade but I did a costume change because I okay I'm going to show you how neurotic I am about pride so <laughs> I got invited over BJ you happen to be there yep. we, we all know them in like passing Orlando's very small and uh, I was just like, ooh, I'm going to wear this Gay Agenda shirt. But after that, I ran across the street, changed, got Shadebringer, the fan that was promised, <laughs> and walked down to the parade. Had koozie in hand, no booze. I brought no booze. And we had walked too far for me to like run back, and the parade had already started. I'm just like, please, somebody take pity on me. My roommate is like, I told you not to change. I told you you didn't have to change. <laughs> but I was wearing my um, image shirt, the pride cover they did for Redneck. Oh, yeah. I'm oh. here, I'm queer, I'm fucking immortal. I love nice. it. It was my first time in their home, and I didn't want to just be hurling obscenities every time someone <laughs> saw me. In there. Oh, <laughs> you, should, you should have done that. No, uh, you can do it now. You've been there once. It's. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, no, it was great. Uh, parade long. I think we discern we determined it was at least a two hour, maybe more, three hour parade. The entire parade was at least three hours. I think it was about three and a half hours. It was about three from yeah. from the step Four off o'clock. till the final um walkers or float or whatever went through. We from the time we stepped off, it was about an hour around the the uh the lake that <laughs> whole block around. Never been to Lake Eola or Orlando. You've seen Lake Eola. It's not. Like it's it's a big lake in the center of downtown, but it's like what maybe a couple blocks long each side. Not yeah, even. Well, no, we went by one. Two we by, went yeah, one two up. by one. Two by yeah. one. Yeah, because they they the, mm-hmm. it's shorter on one side. Than East it is and west on the sides other. are shorter, but yeah. but overall not a crazy route. There were a lot of people, which was great. There were a lot of people on the side of the parade that was like the prep area, and I was like the uh, the staging area rather, and I was like, what? We're, we can't give all our beads out here. These people are just hanging out. But, I mean, it was still it was still good. Um, we didn't spend a lot of time there after. They always have a good festival. Who Who is the musician that was performing? I never... JoJo? JoJo. Okay. What? That JoJo? Mm-hmm. Oh, She's wow. She's back after... she. I think she went through some legal issues. Yeah. Because it was like a 12 or 13 year break in between her first two albums when she was like 13. Oh, now it's wow. too little, too late. That's the song. I, <laughs> I knew there was a song. Somebody was say, somebody was oh, no. listing off other songs, and I was like, oh, too little, no. too late. That's it. But her your first two albums came out when she was like 13 and 14 or 13 and 15. Didn't she also sing Happiness? Is that? No. That's... Um, I'm going I'm I'm to look leader. that up. Yeah. yeah. I know I know exactly what you're talking about, and that yeah, is not you, JoJo. Yeah. Okay. No, you're right. It's not JoJo, but like I just- It's in that same ballpark uh-huh. of time, like in a like, young girl. Hurry, 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 go quick, quick, quick. That's another song oh, for the album. Yes. Uh, Trinity Taylor, Orlando's own, was, I believe, there somewhere doing something. No, she, she was in California what? doing Divas. I thought she was on the... I thought she was, they used <laughs> she, her in she, advertising. She did the she kickoff party Oh, okay. I'm Thursday. sorry. The kickoff part. I didn't know she would... Roxy, Roxy Andrews was sitting on the 
Southern Knights float right on the front corner. Yeah, I mean, was. did anybody notice? I'm just I kidding. I did. saw her, yeah. She's Roxy she Andrews, and she's here to make it clear. <laughs> nice. No, absolutely not. <laughs> uh, what else was remarkable? I don't know. I mean, there were... Oh, well, at Parliament that night, Parliament House, of course, you have not heard of, is the world-famous gay resort and discotheque. Uh, we had Shea Coulee for the first time since her season on RuPaul, at least in Orlando. Maybe ever? I don't know. At Parliament, yes. I think she came through with uh, oh, one the, of the, the touring tour. shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, Parliament. And uh, Pat, you said it was insanely busy. It was crazy. I'm, I think we may have actually set a record for the number of people for after Pride. Oh, wow. Um, at 1 or 12.30, 12.45-ish, maybe close to 1 o'clock, um, there was still a line to get in the Parliament House. And I got there at like 11 o'clock, and it was a line to get into the Parliament House, and it stayed that way. I almost went, and I'm just like, ooh, shake Kool-Aid, but I'm like, mm, I'm tired. I've been drinking all day. I, w- I went to a friend's house and played Magic the Gathering and ate pizza. Ooh. That sounds like fun. That w- that was It was actually a lot more fun than I expected it to be. So uh, we also had some other exciting adventures uh, recently. Uh, I know, BJ, you said you went to Halloween Horror Nights, which uh, evidently people come around from around the world, too, which I didn't realize. Yeah. So um, so if you're not if you're not from the Orlando area, Universal, uh, like Disney Universal, all of the major theme parks do like a Halloween after show thing uh, um, after after hours thing. Universal does Halloween Horror Nights. And I realize we, we, we didn't really talk about it a lot on the show, but it, there's a lot of pop culture, absolute nonsense that happens with it. Um, so it's you get about it's about eight houses, mm-hmm. um, all done in sound stages, uh, professional grade effects, everything. Couple of them inflatable ones in the back. <laughs> what? Yeah, they set up inflatable sound stages. Yeah, crazy. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. There's yeah. the inflatable ones, which are usually which are usually some of the best houses. Um, Agreed. But you, um, this year they had, I know they had an American Horror Story house like they did last year, which was, it's, it's three seasons in one house. Yeah. Um, and it was, uh, Asylum, Coven, and Roanoke. I just really want to go for, for Coven. Um, so the Coven, the Coven part was, it's, I mean, it's expertly put together. It's it's ridiculous. They had um, they have people floating on the walls that are moving around. Mm. Um, they have the boar guy. They have the um, what's her name's Kathy Bates characters. Um, Madame Lallery. Uh, Madame the Ma- Ladam, Her torture area. And I was very proud of Universal. They had her daughters in the cages instead of black people. Oh, um, thank God! And it smelled like shit in there. They actually pumped in the smell. Um, which was unsettling, but, um, I had to watch my step a couple times. Uh, so you have the, so you, so that was, but the asylum and the Roanoke area was phenomenal. I did not even expect those to be anywhere near as good as they were. Um, they had a house based on Ash versus the evil dead, which is, uh, I know that's mine and Jess's like favorite the horror themed show. Um, and it was right out of the show, the music, the absurdity, puppets with organs and sinew flying everywhere. Um, I thought the the actors in it were good, but I thought the house as a whole was kind of meh. I mean, it was very. It's based off of like a comedic horror show, so it's very. It's 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 weird because they had like a Penn and Teller house one year, 
Um, what? and that really was, that really was, yeah, I didn't know that. And, and Penn and Teller were there. Oh my God. And I looked at them dead in the face and I was just like, wow, they really look like Penn and Teller. And one, and, and I think it was, which one doesn't talk? Teller. 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 Penn leaned in and he's like, that's because we are. And I was like, uh, I really wish I had gone to that. Cause yeah. seriously. Um, but they, uh, and then the crown jewel for me, uh, they have scare zones and they had a scare zone based off of, um, Trick or Treat, the horror movie. Oh, yeah. cool! And they had Jack running around. Uh, they, I don't know where they. I don't know if they're children or if they're. Just, I thought it was Sam. Uh, Sam, it's yeah, Sam. Okay. Uh, but they have all the characters from that running around: the vampires, werewolves, a mm-hmm. uh, little undead children. Um, that was like phenomenal. In the Simpsons area, they have clowns running around with chainsaws. That's just kind of every year. Um, but they also had they every year they have the Bill and Ted's. Halloween extravaganza. They're this still doing it. It's its final year. This is the last year. This is the last. I thought they said that like several times. They said it a lot. I think. I think Universal was planning on actually trying to do like another Bill and Ted's movie. Yeah. So that's why they're. They, but it, they are actually. Are are yeah. they? Yeah. Keanu Reeves has talked about this several interviews. I mean, I don't know if it, when it's happening. So I don't know if if they're stopping it because of that or just because it's it's the end. But it's a very tongue in cheek. Um, they they riff on pop culture. They they make fun of Disney. The Moana was the, there's like a there's a Moana song. <laughs> island, um, island, 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 island. And and there's my personal favorite, the Sex with Tails guy, who's been there five years running now, who is a guy in a Zetsu suit with Mickey ears, talking about how the Avatar characters have sex with have sex with their tails. Mm-hmm. And then he he's like, you know, is it? It's uh, you know Avatar Land coming to Disney's Animal Kingdom. Does anybody still give a shit? And it's it's absolutely phenomenal. It was great. They had the Grim Reaper in the show this year. Yeah. Um. You can't film it, so it's just one of those things. So if you're It'll local, be on YouTube. yeah. You can, oh, can you find it? I, can't I, find I was gonna say I would. Yeah, I'd be shocked. If you could. Um, okay, Google Glass, <laughs> do something. <laughs> they make fun of Google Glass. They make fun of uh, Melissa McCarthy as was it Mike Smith? Mike. Oh, spicy! As, yeah. yeah, spicy. Sean Spicer. Um, I, um, fidget spinners. Everything pop culture is just crammed in the show. I know they had somebody dre- uh, dressed up as Doctor Who one year. Of course, it's absolutely phenomenal. And all the regular rides are open. Um, what are the other notable mentions? They had a Shining House, which is okay. I'm yeah, not stepping foot in that house. My, it, my favorite house was Scarecrow. You go to save white children and you end up dead anyway. They have. Right? <laughs> I want a Shinning house one year. That'd be amazing. This Shinning. They had um They could do they have the Simpsons license. They could do like a treehouse of horror. Oh, Wouldn't that that's be cool? a good idea. Seriously, why haven't they done that? Oh my god. Um but they have they usually have like three original houses and all I liked all the original houses this year. They had the uh, Scarecrow one, the Vampire one, and um the Is Fallen, it- the, the the Demon one, which legit one of the demons was pretty hot. Yeah. Um and then they had. Did he uh, look like Tim Curry and Legend? A little bit. Oh, Seriously. A little bit. Oof. Ooh, girl. That's was, all you had to say. There's a body paint. There's a lot of yeah. There's a lot of skin. So showing. what is interesting about uh, this 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 event is so many people in our community, not just who work at Universal like full time, but like seasonally come out and are characters in this. Uh-huh. So we know like tens and tens of people like individually I'm sure and then collectively a lifetime ago I worked at Universal and I worked the um, operation side of Horror Nights because that's Horror Nights is your money making season sure where you like so you would open I would open um, the attraction or if I was lucky I was the mid so I would come in at 10 
and then work from like 10 to 7 or 10 to 8 when uh, Islands of Adventure closed. And then I would literally walk into wardrobe, grab Horror Nights clothes, change out, and then work from 8 to 2. It prepared me for my oh, yeah. Friday nights ah. at the world-famous <laughs> Geek Easy. Well, another uh, sort of marathon that, that at least Pat and I did was our annual New York Comic Con trip. And the reason it's a marathon, of course, is because we usually do a live show like earlier in the week. Then there's another live show that we're a part of. And then we do the Comic-Con Thursday, uh, all day usually, and then maybe a little bit in the evening. And then we either fly out the next day because we have to make it back for Pride or something else. And this year it was something else. So we had a fantastic live show at the Rock Bar uh, Woo! with uh, <laughs> special guests from many different areas, including... Uh, the comic book podcast, uh, comic book bears that I'm also a part of. Uh, we had Bill Zanowitz. We had Chris Cummins from sci-fi explosion and den of geek. We had they were our contestants. They were, they got to, they didn't have even have to be interviewed this year. They got to play our, our games. So we, uh, we do kind of an ask me another ish type style game show. I mean, we're very influenced by what they do and, uh, wait, wait, don't tell me. And, and those kind of things. We so, just throw shit to a wall and see what works. And it's always fun. <laughs> it is. It is always an experiment. Uh, in fact, uh, if you would like to even go back and experience this, if you're like, well, it's the first time you listen, it's immediately preceding this episode. You can go check out the audio for most of the game. The game that we did cut from the audio, right? We did cut this. The uh, No. The, oh, we left in the pictures? The only thing I cut out was the... Uh, the Steven Universe sing-along oh, uh, intermission. That's so we didn't get what? sued. Uh, but I didn't even know So that. if you go back in the feed and you listen to the episode, what you, you won't get to fully experience is we had pictures up of our Flame On cast. So have you guys have you guys seen this new game show network show called Snap Judgment? Hosted no. by... Um, I want to say David Allen Greer? Yes. No, I haven't. Yes, yes. Okay. Um, so what they do is they have a panel like, or like a, like three contestants at the beginning and they'll, they have these three people that they've done like video interviews with uh-huh. and they'll show like little snippets or whatever, like to introduce them. And then they'll ask a question like, it'll be like this person or this person, uh, and it'll be whatever, like you have to try to like, without knowing anything about them, really make a decision about like, you have to lock in who you think is, you know, played, jump rope with president clinton or whatever and then they get points based off if they're correct or not so we did that flame on style so so i had little slideshows and it had two of our host pictures up and then i would ask random questions and it was kind of interesting because didn't that the one that ron played ron played that. so our our friend of the show ron made it out this year oh boy proceeded to try to get us shit faced uh but but it was lovely to see him as always and and he was the one playing against what one of the other guys from uh, rock bar rob rob he's and their uh trivia guy rob's never listened to our show that we can tell ron we know loves us and what we do he's been very great to us over the years so it was a little stacked against rob to get the answers right but uh either way he did get a point though he, he did got get one a point. point. Uh, Jay and Miles explained the X Men. A podcast was there. Yeah, we had Jay from Jay and Miles. Brian from yep. Square Bears uh, was a part of the interview and helped out. Uh, did I miss anybody? No. Nope. So we had a great time as always, and we're but hoping- a thank you. A thank you goes out oh, to yes. Rock Bar and uh, Tom, the manager, who was also our bartender. Yep. And um, Jason, who is uh, one of the managers as well, and um, who came out and made sure that we were all set up and stuck around and. 
he enjoys having us there, and we enjoy going up there. It's it's always a pleasure. And and uh, Adam at uh, I'm sorry, not Adam Matt at uh, in uh, New York Comic Con at Read Pop uh, for every year, kind of putting up with our uh, hastily prepared and uh, you know figured out. Although he really enjoyed last year when we had uh, Ophira. Shh, nobody knows it was hastily prepared. I mean, <laughs> it, was, it was hastily. Publicist. Listen, <laughs> I'm honest. I'm no, going to tell the truth. The I, unadulterated I, truth. I'm the anti, uh, the I'm worst the Trump. The worst truth. Uh, it was Little League. No, um, then Wednesday night, Chris uh, Chris Cummins has an event this is at the Way Station. It's a Doctor Who event. Always fun. But this year, what made it even more fun is Pat and I both got to be a part of it. And we met the creator I, of the Doctor Puppet. You ran a wide, you ran a wide, pretty it? much. Yeah. But we got to meet the creator of the Doctor Puppet. How cool is that? That's the little, cool. the little. Have you guys seen those? The videos, mm-hmm. like yeah. they're really cool little short films that are stop motion. And Alicia, Alicia, uh, I can never remember. Her. I can never Alisa. say Alisa, and, and her other animator friend who uh, I can't. Remember I can't her remember name. her name. She uh, was the drunk one. But Alisa was. <laughs> she was. Dre- yeah, she was. Alisa was dressed as the twelfth doctor. Uh, yeah, thirteenth uh, doctor. Thirteenth doctor, Jodie Whittaker. Uh, nice and looked amazing, and so. had a little key with a little LED light on under it, so it looked like it was glowing in her palm. Oh, yes. oh yeah, so she yes. totally won everything. She won the doctor the doctor uh, costume contest, and then she won best in show. Nice. She uh, had the best coat. She did. No, I mean she looked. Great, I mean, but... no, literally she did, and then it was the dog joke as well. But yeah, I know. Oh, oh that I went nowhere. I got it. I got. Thank oh, you. You yeah. ruined it, Brian. You ruined it. <laughs> That's what I do. I do that. So <laughs> Thursday was near Comic Con day. We had a very full day of Comic Con. Uh, the, there were some differences this year. Artist Alley was kind of moved, and everybody hated it. Um, but we got to see our friends, including Danny Haas. Uh, oh, a lot of people I talked to, they it was yeah. sweltering at some points. So it was when we were in there, and then over the weekend, the uh, Janet Lee, of course, we saw her. Uh, our friends Rick and Jamie from Drumfish, Rich, Rich. Oh God, I call him Rick. Uh, I'm terrible at names. I call, is you're, way, you. you're way too familiar I with that. Tom Todd, I think at one point. No, I just probably. love it when you call Joseph Joey oh, or Jojo, and I'm Listen. like, What up, Joey from? Jojo's Bizarre Adventure? Nice. Like, <laughs> who are you talking Jojo. about? Jojo from earlier. No, Jojo from Jojo. Um, we also got to stalk Adam Savage, which was really cool. Uh, now that I know that he does the incognito uh, cosplay, uh, and I've been watching his tested videos on YouTube. I knew All he, the time. Sh- I knew he uh, he's an inspiration to me. I knew he was going to be there. I didn't know what his costume was going to be. So we're, of course, waiting. And he tweeted he was going to be on the show floor on Thursday, which is good because, you know, he's a little less crazy. And we found him by accident. Didn't realize it was him at first and actually until much later. And Pat actually looked over and went, are you Adam Savage? And he kind of turned and looked and we're like, oh, oh, okay, that's cool. Maybe he just, you know, whatever. But we didn't like get a picture with him. He was kind of taking pictures. And- I, I think it, I, it wasn't more of a direct question. I think it was like, I think that's Adam. And then turned and looked and like just kept walking because they were yeah. being filmed. It yeah. was like, yeah. But but we were expecting something different based on his tweet, and we misunderstood it. But anyway, it was still cool and uh, exciting, and I love Adam Savage, so I just had to mention that. We did go see That's Creepy as Hell. Eric's showing a video of someone dressed as Baby Groot. I mean, it's cute, it's but it's terrifying. Dressed as I hope Groot. it's a kid. Could be. Put could your be phone a, away. Could be a little person. Radio <laughs> people can't see this. I'm just explaining it. <laughs> and, y'all, uh, and y'all don't post the things that we're supposed to post. I know. I have to go back. That. As I'm editing the audio later on, I'm like... Oh shit! Let me post this before it goes up. We uh we went to a Mr. Robot uh party. Of course you did. 
because of course we did. It and was cute though. It, they did an was amazing job. It was cute. Free alcohol, free Bitch, food. It was an open bar. Uh, there was a little game involved where you had to go figure out this and do that and this whole thing as part of the narrative. So if you watch Mr. Robot, and we'll talk about it a little bit more when we talk about TV, but there is this fictional bank called Ecor. They have this thing called Ecoin, which is basically their new currency. They had an Ecoin release party, but the F Society group, which is sort of the anonymous-esque group in the show, crashed it. And after the crash, uh, they showed the first episode of season three, which I'm going to talk about in a little bit. So... Uh, we had a lot of fun. Pat got to wear a Mr. Uh, well, F Society mask. We're sorry for this interruption. We don't know. We don't know how that happened. No, get out. Yeah, seriously, it was kind <laughs> of a awkward. Uh, the cast of not the cast of the show. We had one actor from the show, the president of Ecor, who showed up. He played the fictional president, but his vice president, who's not on the show to my knowledge, was just some random person, and she was the one who came out after and was like, "Oh, we don't know what happened. Uh, all right, leave. Get out. Everybody leave." And it was yeah, we did. It was so. weird. It was it was cute. It was awesome that it was an open bar, um, <laughs> which was fantastic. Until they were like, "Oh, we can't serve you more than two drinks at a time." Yeah, like, was, uh, well, Brian, you order two. I'll order two. We're good. Yeah, double fisted. So New York was crazy, and then Eric. Oh, sorry, did I you wasn't have more? done. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, <laughs> well, no, I just the game was cute. I just wish that it had a payoff because it was like tweet this, post this, oh, and yeah. it's like there. It, it's, it's a marketing nothing. thing like I mean, it, it's pure marketing which is sure. awesome but like we were running around he's like dragging me all around this place like okay it's over here we gotta go we gotta go and i'm like go ask alex about the, the white rose you gotta tell her this yeah. and and it was it was cute but i was like i wanted there to be at the end to be like if they like like a little e-coin or like something like they'd be like and here's your prize so basically you got a mask in a bag, and everybody got masks in a bag eventually because they would just walk around with them. Uh, well, because they were like, "You need to go find this person before eight fifteen. And then, as it got to like closer to like eight fifteen, they were people like the staff were just like had handfuls of the bags that you're supposed to go find, mm-hmm. and they were just handing them out to yeah, people because they like, wanted to put whatever. the mask on when everybody takes over. It was still really cool. So huh. overall, it was a, it was a, it was a fun thing. It just. And if yeah. you're a fan of the show, it's yeah. and for somebody who's never seen the show, who now has seen episode one of season three, I don't recommend great. that as a jumping on point. <laughs> uh, yeah, so please don't talk about it because I, uh, he is so dreamy. Right? Oh, Ramey, there it so, is. Yeah, you know he's so a producer dreamy. on the show. He and Christian Slater are both a and and I. It's on the list. I know you I'm gonna love it. Any I haven't. Oh Jesus! So don't talk about. I'll talk any, very non-spoilery. How's that? Please. I'll find a way. I'll find a way. All right, so uh, we had other crazy adventures, but I think we have done enough non-pop culture stuff. I mean, there's a little bit of pop culture. That's all pop culture. A little bit in there, a little bit in there, but still. Let's jump into some other, like, review stuff. Because, I mean, this is, at our heart, a review show. We do want to talk about things Uh, that... People love hearing us talk about random bullshit. I think they do sometimes. I do sometimes. That's what you told us. Did you lie to us? (laughs) Is it you? That's our internal memo tagline. People love listening to our bullshit. (laughs) I mean, I do. When a podcast goes crazy and it goes off on the rail. But um, we've seen movies. I've seen movies. Some of us have seen the same movie. I did it. Others have seen maybe less that. Let's start with the one that only BJ saw. No, Chris. Chris. God, my brain's not working. Eric. Oh, my God. Who? Who Who the fuck is Chris? Chris. who Chris are these people? Is going to dinner with us later, so my brain, of course, jumped ahead. Is so, it your secret family that you say you're going out of town for work, but it's you're really seeing your secret family? Is this the secret is, podcast family? Your second yeah. podcast family? I have like three Polygamous. podcast family. No, uh, Eric saw it. Kingsman, the Golden Circle. There we go. Yes, it was a lot of fun. I think Chris probably saw it too. No, yeah. 
Um, Did you like? That was a great review. Yes, <laughs> it could was you, good. Could you elaborate? Um, it was great. If you like the first one, this is kind of more of the same. Um, Julianne Moore makes a great villain. Better than Samuel Jackson. Different than Samuel L. Jackson. Okay. Oh, I wouldn't say better or worse. She's okay. Just as ruthless. Did it get to the heights of insanity that the ending or towards the end of the, of the first movie with the exploding brains? Because that is one of those moments that's so. No, amazing. certainly not. Okay. I mean, there is a global scale yeah. thing going on. but And I heard Channing Tatum's in it for like two seconds. Yeah. Blink and you'll miss him. But you do get to see him in just his uh, boxer briefs. Oh. And you get to see the little little gambit. A couple. You just watch Magic Mike for that. Uh, or, or you can just, if you want to see him in a gimp suit, you watch This Is the End, and he's trying to like. He's in a gimp suit in that. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's oh, like wow. he's grabbing on one of the characters' dick, and he's oh, just wow. like, oh, he's like, I love him. And, oh yeah, it's great. They call him Channing Taint, Taint Yum in that movie. Wow. Yeah, I've, I've heard never that saw movie. This movie. I know. I heard about. I remember seeing the trailer <laughs> thing, and that sounds fun. But oh yeah, uh, wow. It's, it, yeah. yeah. No, so but, yeah, yeah, it's a good one. I mean, some ways I like the first one better, and some ways I like this one better. Interesting. So. Now, the American humor, the sort of cowboy equivalent of uh, the Kingsman, does that does that work? Yeah, I what think do they call the Statesman? I think. Yeah, it's the Statesman, and well, the Kingsman, all of them are named after Knights of the Round Table. Yes. Well, for the American one, of course, instead of a tailor shop, they're a distillery, of course, making yeah. whiskey. Yeah, of course. And then all of the agents are named after types of alcohol. Really? Yeah. So I would have thought presidents, but that makes sense. I too. would have thought guns. Oh, uh, that also makes sense. Yeah. We have uh, a lot I, of thought, I thought it was going to be presidents the, also. Yeah. The biggest problem I probably had with the movie was the marketing campaign. Because when they cut the trailer, they revealed... Oh, uh, the return of a character? Yes. Who they killed off, you thought? And yeah. this was actually... The director had a problem with the marketing doing oh. this. Oh. Because it would have made much more of an impact... On everyone, if you did not know this coming into the movie, did uh ooh the scene in the first movie where the um character we're maybe talking about uh shoots up and like has that fight in the church? Is uh-huh. there anything like that? Because that is one of the most magical scenes that I can't believe they actually did in a movie ever. I mean, there are some good fight sequences in this. I wouldn't say anything as extreme as the church. Like scene. that one was jaw dropping. Like yeah. the fact that it not only that it happened, but that it went on for as long as it did and was Free as bird. brutal. Oh my god! So <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of brutality in this one. Okay. Yeah, I do. I do know the movie caught some shit about the fact that it, the way it portrayed a lot of the female characters. Like the main villain was like the only female character that really. Amounted oh. to anything. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're yeah, going to talk a little totally bit about kind that. of sexist in that James Bond way. Yeah. But it's a send-up of James Bond at its yeah. core, so it's And I mean, they definitely, the instead DNA. of getting a lot of celebrity cameos like they did in the first one, they just have one big one in this one. Who do they have a lot of... I don't remember the first one well enough, I guess. Who are um, the celebrities? Just kind of, they just kind of flashed through people who had paid to... Oh, get the implant. Yes, uh, including yeah. Obama. Yeah. Not yeah. really. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, and in this one, they have a fake president. They don't go for Trump. Damn, that's a shame. <laughs> well, I mean, it was it. From what I can tell, this movie's been made for a while, and they've just been waiting to release it. Yeah. Because I remember seeing this in the theater in the previews, like almost two years ago. It seems like. Um, speaking of sexism in cinema, 
Oral and I saw Blade Runner 2049. Oh, God. <laughs> now, here's the thing. You have to understand. Uh, I got to preface this. I am a huge Blade Runner fan. I saw Blade Runner uh, first time probably when I was in high school in the 90s and hid down for a while, but I saw like the Ridley Scott director's cut. I have since owned it in several formats. I went to the 2049 thing in San Diego. Um, I obsess over this movie. I have made Eric watch it at least a few times or tried. I still don't believe Harrison Ford's in this movie. Because you fall asleep every time. I think I've tried Pat. <laughs> I think I've tried to get Pat to watch it. Same Jesus. problem. Doesn't make it through very far. I don't think I've ever been put through that. Other stuff you've tried to make me watch that I fall well, asleep. But, but this is usually like you're in the same room and I think you just fall asleep. No, fast. I don't think we've. I, it, it, with me falling asleep with other stuff, I don't think you've even bothered oh. trying. So Thank you, Eric, for for making that happen sure so literally this is one of my favorite <laughs> movies of all time and i do have problems with it or what's your experience with the blade runner universe um i remember watching it as a child and then looking back it's informed a lot of like my dystopian love of uh just science fiction and I realized that it had gone like I'd gone like 10 years without watching it. And so I watched it again last year um, and just instantly fell in love with it all over again. I love that vision of the future and how, you know, grandiose these these towering entities are. But no one really matters. Everyone's replaceable, you know, whether they're human or replicant. And, and that's the difference. The only thing that keeps them apart is this, like, manufactured um, timetable. Like, you know, these replicants die out, but, you know, they're a, just another one in the series. And seeing how, like, humans relate to these things that are ostensibly us, but can do fantastic things. And we use them as slave labor. Yeah. I think it's really smart. Um, I think I it's very telling. I think it's one of really Scott's best films. Mm -hmm. I really think even as much as I love alien, as much as I love other films he's done, I think it really is probably one of his best. Yeah. And so I was looking forward to this movie. Uh, I was cautious, but like cautiously optimistic. It got built up pretty high for me mm. when I started hearing people like Glenn Weldon gush about it and other reading other reviews and, and Adam Savage actually uh, as well. Who's another big Blade Runner fan. Who's, got like props of the original movie like everybody oh, who i respect and and, and kind of agree with usually mm. were saying amazing things it was built up really high yeah and and i wasn't disappointed i'm listening to the soundtrack a you lot too? um what's your I, favorite track Ooh. so here's the interesting about that uh, yeah excuse <laughs> yeah i can't talk the interesting thing about the soundtrack is this originally this movie was made by denis villeneuve who is a Quebecois, uh, French Canadian director who's done some amazing films. I've only seen Arrival. I need to, I need to see Sicario, but he works with Johan Johansson, who mm -hmm. does a lot of his soundtracks. He was supposed to do this soundtrack, and at some point he didn't. He like got fired, I guess, or left, and they brought in Hans Zimmer, who, if you know movie soundtracks, is like you know, uh, sliced bread. He's like everywhere. He does everything. He's done so many soundtracks everywhere. That was me. That was my bumpy noise. So uh, I love the soundtrack because he does try to evoke the Vangelis sounds of the original. Yes. My only issue, and we'll start here and we'll work our way backwards. Um, when they first start making the insanely loud, amplified, distorted, almost like 
not guitar, but you know what I'm talking wow. about when they're not even that. It's it's different. They they vary the pitch and it's like this. It's yeah. got this like mechanical growl thing, like this old clunky electronic beast coming to life. And okay. it's effective yeah. and it it makes it, it sets you on edge. It mm. absolutely works. I think the way the director wants it. But oh my god, listening to it in the movie, it was a very visceral experience. Yes, and so I saw it at. Um, a smaller theater, the Aloma Cinema Grill. Wow. Oh. Yeah, because I needed to eat something and I also needed to keep drinking. Um, nice. But it was, their audio is actually really good for a small theater. Is it? Yeah. It's pretty decent. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I would only see the um, paranormal, um, oh, those those paranormal movies that were found footage. Paranormal, uh, paranormal activity. Activity. I would only watch those movies there because of their sound system. Yeah, and so it's funny that you mentioned that because I love like having those like really raw emotions when watching Blade Runner. Uh even though everything seems like really quiet and removed, there are just like these terrible like vicious things happening. You're having like these huge um existential questions being like thrown at you and they're not giving you any answers. So my favorite track is Seawall. Oh, I love Seawall. It's just... Because it's it takes you on a whole journey. Exactly. It starts out with the main... Uh, I think it starts out with more of the exciting stuff and then gets to like the, the main like melodic part, mm-hmm. which is sort of the memories theme. Yes. And then it does the growly bits. And it, mm-hmm. the scene itself that it's set on is so dynamic in the fact that it's set along the wall of Los Angeles where the yes. ocean is coming in yeah. and it's this craft I mean I don't want to spoil too much but it's this craft being buffeted by waves mm-hmm. of water and it's very like chaotic and crazy. Uh, Benjamin Walfish I forgot to mention is uh, co-credited with the soundtrack. Okay. His work is less known to me but evidently he did It, the new It movie. Yes. And he did uh, some other stuff including Dunkirk. So Asterisk he must... on, on It. Asterisk on Oh it. yeah we'll, we'll no, come back. No no no, oh. no because I need to tell you something oh i'll say it now um so my friend sent me a text because i don't really watch snl not that i think it's bad i just don't really watch it oh i saw i saw kelly wise kelly wise oh yeah is the funniest <laughs> is it? bit they have done in a while yeah. it is anderson cooper going home after a successful night he loses his his rundown for the next day he's trying to catch it it falls into the sewer. He looks down there and Kellyanne Conway as Pennywise comes up. <laughs> and it's, I haven't even seen it, but they did some deep cuts in it. It is, uh. it is fantastic. And everyone that like everything Kellyanne like tries to, oh, well, Kelly Wise tries to lure Anderson Cooper in with is just hilarious. It is so smart. I love it. I need to watch oh, it. Man. I'm excited for that, and the uh, uh, Trump calls Pence to get him to leave a, a gay wedding. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm looking forward to, mm-hmm. from but, the clips-wise from the show. But uh, so yes, Blade, Runner, Blade Runner, it, it, I love it. I need to see it again. Mm-hmm. I actually want to see it in IMAX, specifically because what I saw in the Winter, Winter Park regular theater, mm-hmm. and the audio was great, but the picture, like I could see like a little bigger resolution or a bigger display washing you in more of the visual because this movie is a visual feast well let's go together because i definitely oh honey you don't have to even anytime Uh, (laughs) oh honey honey. but let's let's talk about let's talk okay so let's talk about this because it brings up questions um 
like joy and like what is it to be this artificial intelligence that doesn't have a body you know are you just as looked down upon like seeing that relationship between oh i forget the actress's name forget oh i do too um and ryan gosling like i like that and as soon as he came home i instantly knew what was happening oh yeah yeah yeah. because it's well wait instantly like you heard her voice and you figured that was the ai yes oh wow okay um because it's just you know i love sci-fi like I'm like, it's the future, this, that, and the other. And I love that relationship. Yes. Being- and I love the full arc of the relationship because, okay, so this whole uh, Blade Runner universe is based on the work of Philip K. Dick. And if you're not familiar with him, you've seen either probably the Minority Report, which is mm-hmm. one of his. You've seen Scanner Darkly, potentially. Some yeah. people did. Uh, I don't know. What else uh, is another one of his? Uh, oh, oh, Man in the High Castle is one yes. of his. And next year, there's an anthology series coming out called Electric Dreams. Which I'm so stoked oh, for. Oh, I am too. I just watched oh, the trailer. Oh, my God. So, Philip K. Dick is a sci-fi writer, but he wasn't just a sci-fi writer. He wrote things that were very existentially complicated and really didn't just ask, oh, well, what happens in the far future? It's no. How does the far future affect humanity? Uh, the British show Dark Mirror is Black very Mirror. Black Mirror is oh very much in the spirit of Philip K. Dick, and if you've seen any of that, you know that kind of idea. That is that's my version of horror. Oh sure, Black Mirror. Yeah, like, there's yeah. just like anthologies and like horrible um, twisted sci-fi. Like that is that is my horror, and that's that's Dick. Ooh. So I know we actually watched the first two episodes finally, we did. and I kind of like it. Yeah, it, I like. Oh, the usually this one, is not my thing, but the second one, and now I realize that's the same guy from Get Out. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm very excited because I have Get Out finally. I actually got the oh, copy. Yes. Get Out um, was fantastic. Oh, it's good. But uh, that so good. that episode with the whole American Idol or whatever mm. the, the voice or whatever you want to call that credit or fifteen million something. Yeah, yeah, they have to pay yeah. that. Like that, that was. Well, just, that was the, that's the name of the. Oh, it was the name of the episode. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was just. It was a very like amazing, and everyone's told me, including my, our friend Jason. He's like, "Oh, this is the best thing you'd love it." And of course, he's right. But oh. so what I love about Blade Runner we'll eventually get to San Junipero. Oh, sometime just, in the next just, four or five years. Prepare to have your your heart and soul ripped out of you. I just which and I didn't realize it was an anthology. Uh huh. So that's why, like, when it was when it won an award, I was like. It's weird that a single episode of a of a show would be considered like the like a film in essence, and I I didn't realize until we were watching it. I was like, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now it makes sense that an episode can be regarded in that respect as like a a short movie. Exactly, yeah. because they're only like an hour and yeah, change. An hour and change, hour change. And, like hour like and a half is, like an outer limits episode. Yeah, hour. Hour and ten, hour and twenty minutes. Oh, do they get longer? Because the first couple are like do. an hour, almost like an hour on the dot. Yeah, yeah. some of them get longer. Some oh, of them, okay. some are a little bit longer. The Christmas, White Christmas. Oh, I'm but, excited for what's to come. Oh, but, yeah. but let's get back yes. to Blade Runner because Blade Runner. What I love about the fact, okay, so a lot of Hollywood sequels or reboots, they try to do one thing. This movie did a little bit in the second or third act, but that first act is a whole other movie altogether mm-hmm. that uses the ideas of Philip K. Dick in a whole new way but building off the universe that they established in Blade Runner. And I absolutely love that. That is, to me, that first hour and a half is truly my favorite parts of the movie. Now, the rest is good, although, again, just like pop culture, I I listened to their their review this weekend, there are issues at the end. There are problems with the way the movie resolves and the third act. There are. And there's also problems with the way it treats women. I acknowledge that. The first movie is worse. Which is is what I wanted to bring up. Absolutely. Because... You know, here we are in the future where you're seeing these replicants being used as like 
like Persicoms and in, in anime talk, Persicoms, at least you like them. These yeah. like you literally you gut you you throw into the like the wood chipper and like the disposable cameras. Yeah. And like the scenes with Jared Leto or just like in general Ugh. where you have these like, you know, these women replicants and you don't even really see very many men past like the, you know, the initial like scenes, which I think were that was gorgeous. And then like the faceless ones that, you know, are are part of the, like the police force. You really don't see many ma- male replicants and the way they they butcher these women it's and very how, brutal. you know, yeah. female replicants treat other ones, even though I, I think that her as a villain, Joy, Joy, like is amazing. I really, really like her. There was a quiet intensity that got more and more or less and less quiet mm-hmm. over the course of the arc. And like you meet her and you think, oh, she's kind of like Sean Young's character uh, in the first movie, a little bit, kind of that secretarial role, and then you realize, oh wait, no, this is way more visceral and different. And and I will say, I, I kind of made a noise about Jared Leto. I have no problem with the role that he. I have no problem with the way he played the role. It's a very odd, interesting kind of performance. But he's not in the movie very much no. at all. And and the ones the scenes he are he he are the scenes he is in. First of all, I love that they recreated some of the way the the way they shot. With the lighting of the water, yes, because that is a huge part of the first movie, and they brought that through and like amplified it. I mean, everything in this movie is an amplification or a commentary on the first film. Mm-hmm. So, like, you don't have to see the first film; you really don't. You can just jump in and kind of but figure it, it out. But it informs it, and mm-hmm. it kind of explains what they're doing. So, overall, I think we really loved Blade Runner. There are issues, and again, my issues like literally said, with the women eviscerating women left yeah. and right, um, violence against women. That's what the future brings, and um, also no homosexuals. Well, yeah, I know. I well, I mean, considering our current political climate, mm. that could be the future that is uh, being portrayed here. Oh no, darkest timeline. Well, and what's funny about Blade Runner is they didn't try to change the like. So in the original, you had like Atari. And Pan Am, maybe I think mm-hmm. but you had these companies that we now know are extinct. Well, they kept that timeline because they show up again in this universe, Which and it's smart, very smart, and it's very stylized. And again, the original had some really dark dystopian cityscapes. This one, you get that plus crazy other locations they didn't get to do in the first movie, also dark and or dystopian, and you've got different like location like uh, or uh, weather like you know we didn't just get rain all the time we got snow mm-hmm. and that was really a beautiful poignant part of the film so like again there's so much about this film that you're going to love if you are a fan of the visual medium and you just like good films and then if you're a fan of blade runner you're going to get even more out of it so please go see it in the theater it's really pretty i don't i didn't ever expect it to be a, a blockbuster i don't know why people thought that it would cuz it's like come on the first one wasn't why are you expecting this new one all of a sudden to be this blockbuster? You know, uh, is anyway. it only doing marginally well? It's not, not doing it's well at not, all. Not, yeah, no, it no, was no, the number no. one movie. Yeah, in the but country. I mean, not by much, that doesn't say you know? much about the current movie landscape, but it. I mean, it's number one at the box office for at least a week. Yeah, and then this weekend, I think uh, that Halloween or the what was the Lobdell. Scott Lobdell, uh, uh, Death Lobdell Day. Uh, Happy, Happy Death, Death Day. Day. Yeah. Happy Death Day. Yeah, I can't believe uh, Scott Lobdell uh, was the screenwriter for that. Apparently, it's taken him like 10 years to get made. Huh. 
It actually, you know what's funny is I kind of want to see it. Well, geez, Me too. I definitely want to see it. Horror Groundhog Day. Yeah. yeah, but it doesn't even seem like, I'm sure, it, I'm sure it's supposed to be horror, but it almost seems like comedy horror. Yeah. And it kind of like, when I'd heard about it and I heard it was kind of like Groundhog Day, but for death, I was like, what, that's just weird. The same girl keeps dying over and over again? Yeah, she has to solve her own murder. Oh, yeah. that's kind of smart. And and then like some of the time she dies, she's like, "Are you serious? Are you seriously kidding me right now?" And and then she wakes up again. It's like a video game. Oh my god! Okay. It's like playing Cuphead. Oh my god! Oh boy! Jesus. I'm kind of I'm kind of curious. I kind of want to I kind of want to see it. Um, oh, so as a callback to Channing Tatum or Channing Tatum, Tatum, Tatum. So the movie that nobody asked for, but we are apparently still going to get because it was in. Uh, production limbo forever and now has a working title gambit got its working title so it looks like it's moving forward with channing tatum as uh as gambit so the working huh. title for the movie is chess what the musical yes <laughs> what chess is the working title was there a graphic because the novel o- of that name for gambit no but the the idea is that your opening move in a and game of chess, chess is a gambit. Is, yeah. Oh, boo. but again, <laughs> which is working once title. Again. Working titles boo. aren't what the yes. Well, because <laughs> the new X Men movie, their working title was Supernova. True. And now it's X Men Dark Phoenix. Which so, we all knew. I'm mean, yeah. Yeah. Which I'm still. As much as I love me a Phoenix, I'm still pissed because they like to rush this bullshit. They do. Had they done a a, a slow build. And that the apocalypse was apparently the slow build to her just unleashing a raptor on them, but they don't they don't give this thing any room to breathe. The only and I don't even want to say the only adaptation that wasn't a comic that I think worked was the nineties cartoon. Mm. Yeah. Because they did the Phoenix saga over five episodes, gave it some time, and they did the Dark Phoenix saga over three to five episodes, whatever mm-hmm. it was. So it actually fleshed it out yep. and didn't make it seem like I'm Jean Grey. I can do. <laughs> yeah. I'm killing you all. That's and done. She goes from Scott oh, to oh, the Dark Phoenix. Scott. The, I'm kill episodes. you. My Broccoli favorite people did. My my favorite favorite thing is that everyone in comic books are is really excited about the uh, Phoenix Rising, the resurrection of oh, Jean Grey, yes. that comes out in December, and you know, bitch, it's only a matter of time. A matter of time. For the killer my, again? My question is this. What's going to happen? Is like the Goblin Queen going to show up fighting young Jean Grey, who then becomes in possession of the bulk of the Phoenix Force, but then the adult Jean Grey, who's just been chilling out in the white hot room, comes down and has to kill them both, and then gets to like stay. Three girls enter! <laughs> One girl leaves. Thunderdome. <laughs> I was going to go with like Phoenix Highlander. Yeah. There, <laughs> there can, can be, be only one. one. Oh <laughs> my God. This is going to get insane. So we're going to talk about comic books in a little bit, but let's go to TV because there's a lot of new TV coming out. The fall season is here. We all here. have our favorites. We all have our least favorites. And, and it's like a, it's a slow burn this season because like there's, there's still shows debuting up until like two weeks from now. Well, because the fall season isn't like this monolith that has to start at the same time and it never has. Well, but and honestly, I think almost everything out. is pushed back a little bit yeah. because it used to be like early September yeah. was like network television mm-hmm. debut. Yeah. And it, now I think like the earliest thing I saw was 
um, like around that last week where like Will and Grace debuted and like all of like the NBC yeah. shows. Um, CW is for a while now has said, fuck you all, we're They're starting in October. October yeah. But I mean, it, in a way, it's good because it shortens the number of breaks. Yes. Because now yes. that they go so long, you end up with like three different breaks that they have to take to make this like their 22 or 23 episode runs last until May mm-hmm. when they all close out. So starting later actually isn't so bad because it's a more compressed and better it's, to watch schedule. And it's a way to compete with uh, stuff that's released on streaming. True. Well, streaming and other networks where they release them in the spring or the winter or the fall. I mean, there's there are so many different TV cycles now on different platforms yep. that, that they really do need to do this. So we're going to go around. We're going to talk our favorites and discuss our least favorites and discuss and then honorable mentions. I think that'll work. So, BJ, why don't you start? All right. So, I, I changed mine up a bit. I know I told you guys. A you couple son times. of a bitch. That's what I do. That's what I do. Wrench in the works. We'll figure it um, out. Actually, I, I don't think we'll have any double up on this. Um, uh, my favorite new show of this season is Exactly Loosening the Coal. What? It's, it's, a, it's a comedy series that stars um, the comedian Nicole Byer. Um. Yep, Nicole Byer. Uh, it's a scripted comedy series. Debut. It debuted on MTV, but then um, Facebook has started releasing TV shows, and the whole thing's on Facebook, just to watch for free. Um, and it's just about this. It's just about this young black woman who's like, I'm gonna be an actor, but she's also kind of lazy, and it's just uh, like she gets pulled over by a cop, and he's like, Do you know why I pulled you over? And she's like, Because you think I'm cute and you want to take me to a Red Lobster. Um. The the humor. The Wait a minute, is it Nicole from uh, Girl Code? Oh my god, I absolutely love her. Yeah, yeah, she's. But and that makes sense why it was an MTV show because Girl Code's an MTV mm-hmm. show, right? Yeah. yeah, Girl Code was so much better than Guy Code or Bro Code or whatever the fuck it they is. called it. It was trash. Girl Code was amazing. But um, yeah, it's it's just about her and her roommate and her other her best friend and like this dude she's been hooking up with for five years. He's like, you smell good, and she's like, I had McDonald's earlier. Um, so it's, wow, yeah, it's very no. I, I okay, thank you. I needed that. <laughs> <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> you smell like a Happy Meal. But yeah, it's oh yeah, it's very unironic. She's but she has all this confidence. Um, she uh, her her best friend, who's this little white girl, is very much just like Nicole. I don't think you should be doing that. And then she's like, Oh no, you should. And it's. She's getting her hair done, and this dude comes in with a trash bag. He's like, "Anybody want some bacon wrapped dates?" And she's like, "I do." And she's like, "Nicole, don't buy, don't buy food from a trash." Oh shit, that looks good. Like, it's, it's, it's amazing. It's, it's on Facebook. So if and you get bored, again? exactly loosely, Nicole. Okay, thank you. Um, exactly loosely, Nicole. And it's, it's on Facebook. It is on. A Facebook now has like a TV section. What? When it up, just check the update. Oh, all right. There and there's a couple of really the nice gyms. There's a game I show didn't called. Know um, in on that. Uh, there's a game show called "Give Me Back My Phone," where they go through your phone and they go through everything. They text people. They text ten images to the public. It's Mm-mm, no, and you get <laughs> you can you can get up. No homosexual has ever thought. You know what I want to do. I still get nervous when my mom's like, when we're out and about, she's like, hey, like, I'm not getting any reception. Can I borrow your phone? I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> You're like, I'm going to put this on phone for you. Yeah. You, you you make that call. You hang up. You hand it right back to me. But she, one day, one day she's like, and I won't say, I won't say his name, 
oh, you just got a, a message from such and such. I'm like, oh, please, please don't be, please don't let this be the day my mama reads a text message and drops dead. Please don't be the day. I'm not ready. So, and so, but, um, so yeah, exactly Luke's and Nicole's my, my top pick, uh, for the fall season, um, available on Facebook and all that and, uh, and MTV and then kind of low on the road. I'm sad that the flash is kind of my, Oh, we're we doing this now. I mean, so we can do highs and lows. All yeah. right. We can do that. So, so, so you didn't like the first episode. I mean, I started to. And then they did the thing where they just, they, it popped, like, the thing I knew that was going to happen could have waited three to four episodes. Absolutely. They could have literally Absolutely. waited to bring Barry back, and I would have enjoyed watching, I would have enjoyed, I actually, for the first time, I, I love Iris as bossing people around and being in charge of, of team vibe, team vibe. Up to a certain point. Because there were certain things that she did where it was like... Bitch, why you don't why you don't want them to bring him back? Why are you being so mad about this? Right. So what we're talking about here is the end of the third season. The Flash goes into the Speed Force to in order to stop it from destabilizing and destroying Central City. This has happened in the comics. Different but, reason, but it's happened. But the problem with it, and to BJ's point, is there's no stakes now. No, you've yeah. quote unquote killed the Flash because he's gone into the Speed Force and he's gone. And halfway through, not even at the end, where like had it been a two-parter and he popped up right at the end, you would say, okay, they tried to live without him and like show the world without him. Yeah. Halfway through, boop, there's a naked Barry with a beard. Yeah. Like, I like the this beard. This is ridiculous. I definitely like the beard. Eh, it didn't they didn't keep it. it. No, it was weird. But, but it's but yeah, it's just one of those things where it's just like when they did the uh, Flashpoint thing. Where they're like, oh, they're talking about Flashpoint. We're going to have a couple episodes in this alternate well, universe. But at least with Flashpoint, there were ramifications for the rest of the season. Exactly. From what we've seen right now, and that could change, there are no ramifications of this Flash Speed Force thing for I'm, the rest of the season. I'm calling it now. It's going to be Infinite Crisis because he's talking like the universe is literally like when he's all crazy, Barry. Yeah. He's talking like the universe is going to end, and I'm pretty sure we're going to finally get our Infinite Crisis. I, they might. What I do know for a fact, this is sort of external to the story, the showrunners, not Berlanti, but the other showrunners they have, yeah, they left at the end of the third season, and so the the new showrunners sort of picked up with the fourth season. This could account for why they went, oh, we're taking this thing you did, and we're just going to reset back to Flash. They, well, they they did say it was like a soft reboot. Well, yeah. and they the there was an article where they talked about the fact that this is because the episode title is The Flash Reborn. Um, the mistakes the errors the doubt and the because for three seasons barry's been like i don't know if i can do this that's going to be gone apparently this whole thing with his time in the speed force this is now going to be the barry allen of the comic books and i like that like well yeah because god you can only whine so fucking much exactly my mom died. My dad's in jail. My dad's dead. I tried to change it, but I screwed it all up. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Barry. I yeah. just, I don't, the, the villain, I, I know, Oral, I know you don't watch this show, no. but the villain is the thinker. Oh, yeah, I heard. Uh-huh. <clears throat> and he thinks. I would honestly rather have a full season of Grodd, who they... Did get to use a little bit, but they've not used as much as they could because it's expensive. I mean, they yeah. don't got that kind of no. money. <laughs> <laughs> but I would much rather have something of Grodd 
even if it's done in like the most cheesy and expensive way. Like no, that- because then when it's cheesy, like a certain fireball explosion, no, no, no. then you could be like, look how bad this looks. There's a way to pull Grodd off that he's pulling the strings that doesn't require you to have. You CG- want him to be claw? Pretty he much. He kind of is. Pretty though. much. He kind of already. Just see, just see the one arm. I mean, when they introduced him, he was pretty much like he you is. just had some dude walking around committing crimes. And no, then, like, I mean he has psychic control. You could do that, but the point is, uh, this this so far is off to a very bad start. I do like that Cisco is finally fully vibe. Yes, and that's cool. I do like uh, bossy pants a little bit. Uh, I, you know, Kid Flash is great. Supposedly Harry's coming back. Which I love. Uh, what's two guys? Did we even see him? No, he's not in the first episode. No, but he's credited. Yeah, because it said Tom well, Cavanaugh at the bottom, and yeah, I was like, they, "Oh, we get another." Well, they mention his character. They, they mention do. him, but yeah, he's which not. if they use him, um, HR from was it was it the HR, HR the second one? HR is the third. No, one. Harry. Harry is Harry. the second one. Yeah, I liked him because yeah. he was a dick, yes. but it was but it was a good-hearted dick. Yeah. So if we just go back, because honestly, you can't go every season and just find another fucking Wells and make him a different person. It's, it's, it's a little ridiculous, but I, I do love that. And I'm going to bring then you have back. Jesse also. And Jesse Quick yes. is amazing. Anytime the Flash has the full Flash family out in force, that's always cool. And, and I'm thank God it's not that. a speedster villain. That's the I, only thing. I, yeah, but I just wish it wasn't the fucking thinker. It's so dumb. I don't know. I just I didn't know that there was a villain called the thinker. Mm-hmm. And. The guy says something like, I think this is blah, 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 or I think or, it's I'm our thinking time. About she's, like, it. she's like, what's our next move? And he's like, I'm thinking. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like ah, and I was like, name? is that, I'm like, is he the thinker in my head? And he, and Brian made a comment about like, oh, the thinker. And I'm like, oh God, that's just not that's my bad. favorite DC villain. But <laughs> yeah. whatever, Flash, eh, not so great. At least it's not Onomatopoeia. <laughs> oh, isn't it what, who was the Kevin Smith character? That he made wasn't there oh, some villain like yeah, that? I yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah there you're was. right. I forgot about. I think that, that was on Mark. Didn't that the one Mark Hamill played in the in the? No, uh, he's the 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 uh, trickster. 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 Uh, no, I think he was in an episode though. I think it was the Kevin Smith directed episode. That yeah, so yeah, I forget what the guy's name is, but yeah, it's ridiculous. So oral. Okay, so my high. How to get away with murder started back, but you know that's that's always going to be at the top of my list. But um, for doing something which is really difficult, it's the good place yes. because oh, so amazing. I the only episode I haven't watched is this most recent one, oh, same, yeah, same. which is really good. Yes. I'm, I'm really excited to watch it tonight. But it has been one uh, like consistently one of my favorite shows. I was glad to have it back. I think. Um, their writing is super smart. It is very, like, it's a very deliberate show, even though it feels like elements of it are thrown together. Um, it is it is a labor of love because they have to do a lot to keep you on your toes. But the way they do it, uh, the pacing of the show is just su- superb because things that, you know, sometimes you want some breathing room. Um, you know, like the big reveal of like Barry being back. But sometimes you're just like, oh, my God, this is going to be this ongoing. Th- oh, nope. They, they're they dealing with it. Oh, OK. Yeah. Oh, no, this is great. They're like switch gears now. They're like, mm-hmm. surprise. It's been 185 days. Like it's. Yeah. And so, you know, I love that this show took a premise and any any show that tried to be traditional with this premise 
would have run themselves into the ground oh, yeah. by now. Well, what's amazing is they painted themselves into so many corners that they found a way to get around mm-hmm. in creative ways that are also reinvigorating and still true to the spirit of the show and the entertaining whole, and entertaining and, as hell and like they've like and it opens up characters like that's yes. the thing. De- ted danson's character jesus is like you should see the newest episode i'm it's excited the most transformative moments for him and it's hilarious he is so good i didn't think i could i was just like i don't know if i like michael this way and i'm like no i i wish michael had been mm-hmm. this way from the beginning it's the best no i it's I'm on this journey. I feel like we're with them. Like, you know, Tahani and <laughs> and Jason, Ugh. you know, cheating. Wait, Jason? Yeah. I mean, the f- most of the first season, I couldn't stand him. I, I, he's annoying to, as fuck. You're oh, not yeah. supposed to like him. He's an idiot. But here's he's the thing. an asshole. But... I, like, that's straight up, like, Florida, quote, unquote, big city. Jacksonville. Oh, yeah. That's Jacksonville, Oh, it is Florida. Jacksonville. That's Jacksonville. That's team. Tampa. That's weird Orlando. Like, yeah. that's. That's, you know, South Florida. That's yep. almost Florida boy. North. Yeah, like that is that is ridiculous. And I love seeing these characters together. And I I love that, you know, a show they're like, oh, this is, you know, week three in the good place. They've been there for like a thousand years. Yeah. And it's yeah. awful. <laughs> Things are awful. Now, do you think they probably could have waited another season or two before bringing the twist? No. I think they, no. no. They, I think you would have gotten, I think people would have would have tuned out. If it had just kind of gone the way it went for another season yeah. before being like, hey, this is the deal. I don't know how long, how many times it can change itself to last additional seasons. Well, it's yeah, a shorter show, and it? it's only a 13 episode or 10. I think I mean, the, so. The first season was, but that's because it was a mid-season pickup. Yeah. But is the new one confirmed for like 20 some odd? I don't yeah, know it's, it is. It's, it's a full season. It started it? with all oh, the okay. regular yeah. stuff. Yeah, it's a full-on season. Because I was nervous based on the twist. I'm like, well, how long can they go with this? Especially, like, I loved the montage of the first oh, yeah. episode of the second season. Mm-hmm. That was fantastic. But I'm like, how long can they this do this? This is a show this? we don't want to spoil too much about because if you've not seen anything of it, no. you need to go on the journey. It's in a phenomenal journey. It is. And- Janet, get me a train full of cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> Janet is probably one of the best parts of the show. To oh, me. yeah. That actress who I don't think has done a whole lot of stuff, but done a lot of like, you know, uh, Second City type improv and other roles, small roles. I, she's amazing. She's no, the best. No, Michael, please don't kill me. I have a baby. <laughs> you don't have a baby. I know I don't. Her, she turns, I understand. No, don't do it. Her, her emotions turn on dimes sometimes oh, and it's amazing. such great deadpan and it's, it's beautiful. Uh, so and, yes. and Kristen Bell is phenomenal. Like, oh, I yeah. love her in uh, Veronica Mars. I've loved her in pretty much everything I've Re- seen her in. Reefer Madness. That, uh, that was my first exposure to her. Little Mary Sunshine. She, there, was a, there was a remake of Reefer Madness? Evidently. Yes. Yeah, I heard yeah, about it, it, was it on but HBO. I did Yeah, re- was... uh, Showtime. Reefer Madness, oh, yeah. the movie musical. I have it on DVD. I'll let you borrow If you, you ever want to go back and watch her in her, like, I think her most iconic role, Veronica Mars is just... Okay. Is it three episodes? Three, three episodes. Three season, season episodes. No, I've series. watched Veronica Mars and, and a great movie. So I, I don't know. Like, and can we ago, just say how it used to be rape? It's always rape. Oh, <laughs> it is. Can we just say how good of a person that she is? That she was in Florida when Irma came through. Oh, yeah. that's right. And went to like um, 
was she, a, it was like a uh, it was a uh, one of the storm shelters a storm shelter that was like full of old people and was handing out juice boxes and playing bingo, bingo with she, them she was she was at the grand floridian oh. and that's the, she and she got stuck there yeah and there were some people there who were like worried about their parents and she paid for their parents to come stay at the resort with their family because oh. the family got stuck there and the parents were like in, in uh, west palm beach or something mm-hmm so like last minute she got their she got their family up to Orlando. That's so cool. Then yeah. went to a different one, uh, different storm shelter. I think it was like Osceola Middle oh. School or yeah. something, and was singing songs from Frozen and just entertaining. Jesus, people. what a, what a... who was the other guy from Frozen? Because his parents were Josh Gad. Josh Gad. Yeah. she was. Uh, she she took us. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss with his with his parents because they were in florida and she she made sure that they were okay uh-huh. um milo is milo is two one one is an honorable mention which is star trek discovery and it's it's only a mention because i am i am wrestling with this series so you've I, watched, you're, you're caught up. I'm caught up. See, I've only watched the first episode. It and is, I mean the broadcast yeah, first. Yeah. It is it is gorgeous. Um, I just feel like CBS, and you know, I, I can now get past the, you know, what this is. It's like this kind of like prequel reboot again. Like I can get past that. I'm somewhat invested. It just doesn't feel... Like a Star Trek, like Star Trek, and and that's fine because if because I'm not going to ruin anything. If if they're doing what I think they're doing, I will be excited is for this it. The theory people have put out there because it just about. it seems right on, and that's that would always, be quite a twist. Yeah, and I love that aspect of Star Trek, but I'm still really mad about the paywall. I'm still really. But you mad paid that, for it. I'm well. still really mad about. <laughs> About them like shunting away Star Trek, and the thing is, is that if they had just put it online and like free to access, they could still generate revenues yep. through ads and stuff like that, and it wouldn't. It, I wouldn't be so angry. But there's nothing about that network that I have ever really wanted. Well, you don't want to see a bunch of Big Bang Theory. No, <laughs> like literally, I I can just wait. And watch the prices right on my days off. <laughs> but what about all the NCIS? I don't give a damn. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, in a world that is in a world so pulling away from cable, and you have all these streaming like avenues, Netflix and Hulu and Amazon, mm-hmm. it 
it speaks to that. But it. De- but here's the thing: if if I thought their platform was ready for it, and they had like a, a variety of things on CBS All Access that that I found interesting, I would because really the only genre thing they have is Star Trek. So like for Star Trek fans, if you if you had like worked with you can't because it's different network had, had you worked with like sci-fi if you if i could get everything sci-fi has ever aired on like on it gold i would have paid for that and more if it was if it was like oh you know here are all of the you know episodes of star trek now on cbs all access you can't get it any other place we pulled it from like other television stations i w- or networks I would I would still do it. But that's not what happened. What they said was, here's a show about something that we're going to have to get you to like. You're not going to instinctively like, which is really difficult for me to say as someone who like Star Trek got me through all of the difficult times in my life. Like it gave me the hope that one day we can put aside our petty bullshit and become that egalitarian utopia, or at least work towards it. And yes, there will be issues still, but that's great. When I still can't be bothered because you you want to wring every last cent from the fans who are literally saying, give us this. This is what we want. And you decide to go in this direction, which is your right. And even the paywall is your right. You just don't have anything to back it up with. And once Star Trek is done, like, just cancel. Why would I care? Well, oh, ser- yeah. seriously, this yeah. is what I've been thinking is like, I want to watch this episode. I want to watch this. I'm going to just wait until it's like, it's like 13 episode series. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's a little more. Wait till it's closer to being done. Pay for the monthly subscription. Binge watch it. And then cancel and like maybe pay a month or two. You get the first month free, I think. First, first week. week. For first week. So, I mean, you could binge it in a week. I mean, there's ways to do this for very cheap. And like I said, it's gorgeous. I Michael Burnham, like the the lead character. Yeah. I I really like that character. I think she's an, an amazing addition to the Star Trek universe. But here's the thing. I don't give a damn about anybody else on that show because that's why it doesn't feel like Star Trek. Well, so have they done the gay characters yet? No, a bit? not yet. No. Okay. Or we've met them and we haven't. I know it's a slow it. burn. I heard it's, that. And it's it is like the first burn. two or three episodes are barely even like you're not even at the discovery until what? The third episode or fourth episode? Like it's a. Yeah. A slow. Lead it's in. the third. OK. But like once you get onto the discovery. OK. You kind of feel it. Yeah. This most recent episode. Yeah. I'm kind of feeling it. But I don't. It's yeah. still like hollow. The show that I do not like hands down, though. Is the Orville? Why? I it it is. And how many have you watched more than the first episode? Yes. Okay. It 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 seems. It's weird. It's definitely. Like, and it's not that it's weird. Everyone's like, it's like Galaxy Quest, and I'm like, I no, actually don't like Galaxy. I don't Quest. think it's like Galaxy Quest. And then I'm watching it, and it's kind of like, it's like it's it's the, it feels like a watered down version of everything I love. It's it doesn't nothing about it seems poignant, like nothing about it seems on the it nose for doesn't me. take itself as seriously as like next. And you know what? Whatever. And at the times when it does take itself seriously, I still don't care. Yeah. And and, you know, you know what I would rather have? I'd rather Nickelodeon brought back space cases. Oh, my God. I was just talking about this week. That's oh, a, because oh my God. I think that is the way you do 
you do like a space comedy. Like you 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 make everyone a straight character and put them in ridiculous settings. I would say you could just watch Red Dwarf if you want a space comedy. Or Red yeah. Dwarf, yeah. Right, Red Dwarf. But, but to me, it just it's it's milk toast. I'm not getting th- anything out of it. No. I don't care about this universe that they're setting up. Which is basically Star Trek. Yeah, I mean, it's very heavily. Into, yeah. I mean, like just, not even heavily. It, they're doing a Star Trek show. You know what it is? It's you asking your mom for that specific name brand cereal. And then she reaching <laughs> down and getting the bag of it. And they're like, this is Gold- like golden crisps. Yeah. Like it's just, crisp goldens. I don't I don't care. I don't I don't like it. Mom, could we get Cheerios? Here's some toasted O's. Yeah. Here's some honey so, toasted O's. By all means, if you're digging it, I have watched the it, first episode. But I'm not. Mm-mm. I have heard from a few of my friends that they really like it because they think it's more Star Trek than Discovery. So I, I'm going to give it a more of a chance. I try. But it's not Galaxy Quest. They do it very serious for most of it with some jokes thrown in randomly. Which is, I think, why I don't like it because... If you're gonna play it serious, like there's way it, it, it feels like you take a serious setting and then throw a slapstick in. They didn't. They didn't advertise it. They advertised it more as like slapstick did, sort yeah. of comedy. And then I sat down and watched an episode, and I was just like, "That's not." Where are the jokes? And then out of nowhere, there's like a super quick one, yeah. and I was like, "Uh, okay, now it's gone. I don't know how to feel. What like, is this?" When he basically runs out flitting like a girl, and then runs through the slime, Norm McDonald. Oh, yeah. And it's like, this is just bizarre. Like halfway through the episode, I look at Brian and go, are you enjoying this? Because I, I maybe it's because I've never really watched like the shows that it's mm-hmm. spoofing, yeah. parodying, exactly. homaging. Like, I'm just like, I don't, I, I don't get it. I just like Seth MacFarlane. I'll be honest. I, I really enjoy his stuff. So that's if part of it. If he were naked, thing. I would totally no. be watching because I think he's attractive. Yeah. But I just hear Brian the dog every time he well, talks. Like yeah. if I'm not looking at the screen, I'm just imagining a white dog with a martini glass true. piloting I, a ship. I do like his chemistry with uh, what's her name? Pilecki? Uh Yes, I, I Adrian Padalecki. Padalecki. I, I like I like yes! their interactions. <laughs> you leave. I'm just Marky, imagining him as uh, her as Mocky Bird alone. alone. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, ah, so and that's she's that. the reason I even started watching it because I was like, I miss, I miss, I miss Mockingbird. Seriously. I didn't even realize it was her at first, like when, like in the opening scene, and then she came onto the ship, and I was like, oh, Mockingbird, and then I was like, oh shit, that was her in the first scene too. Whoops, never Oops. mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, uh, Eric, Can she come back to Shield. She's. They've talked about it. Eric, what about you? So I haven't been watching a lot of TV, but I have been keeping up with this season of Project Runway. Of course you have, which I've been enjoying. Um, they had a set of twins on. Oh, which so both of them they weren't competing as a team, but yet they were working kind of as a team the whole season until it was a team challenge and it was the two of them and they were in the bottom and the judges decided we don't know which one to send home, so go make an outfit in an hour and come back. Wow. And <laughs> And one of them just broke down and was like, nope, I quit. Damn. And That's it, some bullshit. And then the next If I were Heidi Klum, I'd be like, bitch, get your ass back there. You yeah. make me a dress. Yep. And then in the next episode, the other one was sent home for cheating. Oh. <laughs> what? Because she had uh, a tape measure back in the apartment and was measuring clothes and pattering stuff off her own clothes out of her closet. Oh. Dun, dun, dun. Wow. 
I didn't know that was illegal. What did Scandal. Will? What did Willem do? <laughs> um, and I really don't have any bad TV I'm watching, so just say you, the Orville. You because <laughs> you respect yourself and make um, good judgment. I just, just started a new show, which was I Love America, Sarah Silverman's new show on Hulu. Oh. Which is the first episode was entertaining, and I'll be interested to see where she goes with it. I. Sarah Silverman once did blackface and stood by it. And that was the hill she died on for me. That's sorry. Yeah. And Brian Pesane, but I kind of have to keep my mouth shut about that because, you know, he comes to, he came to the shop. I have to sell Deadpool. But let me, I'll just, let's just do it. It's a, it's a really easy graph to follow. Are you white? Don't do blackface. Are you black? It's debatable, but maybe you shouldn't. Are you not black at all? Don't do blackface. Blackface isn't funny. That's literally, and that's that's the caption at the end of it. Blackface isn't funny. It's a good flow chart. Print it up and put it on mm-hmm. the uh, Really, the only people who think white blackface is funny are white people. Probably. I mean, I believe you. I just want one of those, should you do blackface? Are you white? Or are you black? <laughs> yes. Then you don't need to do blackface. Are you not? No. Then don't do it. It yeah, could just yeah. be a very simple chart. Yeah, oh, yeah very it's a flow simple, chart. Yeah, yeah very simple one. I want to see that. Someone should make that for us. I want it to be like super detailed though. Like I want it to have like 500 lines. And they all lead like, to the same. And it's just all just no. No, you <laughs> better. Right no, there. you better don't. But if you're enjoying it, by, by all means. Uh, like, Pat, what about you? <sighs> I don't watch any bad TVs. That's no. so not true. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness! I will start with um, with what I'm not liking because I'm trying to remember what um, I actually do like. I'm gonna go with Gotham as my dear God. Why am I still watching this? On <laughs> Seriously, <season four? laughs> we've been saying this for two seasons. Um, um, I've been saying this for three do, and you. You, three episodes you don't like lightning lightning bulb proto batman dear god when you when you just had that like ski mask and then alfred's like use this and it's like <laughs> to his face i was like oh you fucking kidding me it's the worst like i i didn't think you could ever have a bad proto batman costume mm. this is literally the worst thing i've ever seen in my life like it's just bad and then they brought in Rishagul and Robert really? Keen's back. Oh, yeah. yeah Who he, plays Rachel Ghoul? I don't know. Some dude. Huh. She yeah. is not back. Who? What? Barbara? Yeah. Oh, my Wait, God. Barbara's oh, back? And she's boning Rachel Ghoul. <laughs> this is terrible. Yeah. <laughs> so, Penguin's still doing a thing. Penguin's doing a thing. Uh, he Riddler? froze Riddler. Okay. And then some crazy woman came in and thawed him out. And then his brain's all broken because... She was like reading him riddles from a children's book, like um, what's red and green and spins around or whatever. A frog in a blender. Of course. And he's like, or like, you know, what what has um, two hands and a face, but no eyes or whatever. And he's like, clock. Yeah. He was like a dead baby. Like it was just weird. Like it was so, it was bizarre. So his brain's all broken. Do they have Mr. Freeze in this now too? Oh yeah. He's been, he's been trucking about for like two seasons now. Oh, I don't even know. He froze Riddler. That's what, that's why I wondered. I actually like his suit though. I haven't seen 
Firefly this season. Oh, uh, okay. I think she was there for like a hot second. I like her too. Was... Poison Ivy still popping around. I haven't seen her this Cat season. Woman. They were all like one cabal. Like Penguin has Freeze, Ivy, and um, and Firefly. Um, has Ivy become Poison Ivy yet? Kind of. She's getting there. She's she got really thrown close. into a sewer and apparently aged like 10 years. From like this little girl to a more mature girl who still looks older than everybody. They could have just had her develop a meth problem. Yeah. That would have worked. But she's like potioning up. And actually she was, I have seen her because she broke into some like Chinese shop and like downed all these potions because she needed to be powerful. Ridiculous. Um, yeah, it, it's just, it's, God, I don't know why I watched Is watch Jim this. Gordon still gritting his teeth? Of course he is. Of course. Is he the captain? Is he commissioner yet? No, that guy, uh, the other guy, uh, Bullock. Oh, Bullock is. Yeah. He is. Oh, okay. That makes, that's just like SVU. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. I well, didn't realize good. he was on that show yeah, until we, we were in New either. York. Yeah, it's like, whoa. It, it's just, it's, yeah. Uh, my honorable mention is going to go to Will and Grace. Because after the first episode where they just slapped you over the head with Trump joke after Trump joke after Trump joke, which I get it. That's what brought the revival back. That, you know, whatever 10-minute video. Um, but it's just so ham-fisted. And I, I liked going back and watching episodes. I'm now realizing that there are standout episodes, like full episodes. Their live episodes were fantastic. Yeah. Especially when you get to see both the East Coast and the West Coast one, because I downloaded a bunch of stuff back in the day, and like the the downloads would have both versions of it. Like seriously, um, Jack's eyebrow thing and them trying to keep straight faces, the pills coming out of Karen's uh, medicine cabinet that like great, but a lot of what they did was bits in a not so great episode or like a mm. not like anything special episode. Yeah. And trying to see them kind of push everything together to make it like funny, funny, funny didn't work well in the first episode as much. And they're starting to. The second was the, much better. The second, second was, was much, much better. better. The most, and I was like, wow. The most okay. recent episode, I actually, I really like that one. I haven't seen it I yet. Seen the third I one am yet. super excited because Harry Connick Jr. is in it. Yeah. And that was the one thing when they were like, oh, we're going to ignore the finale and we're going to do this. And it was like, okay, well. Um, Bobby Cannavale is like him and Will broke up and that's not a thing. And then Grace and Leo, because I can't remember what uh, Bobby's character name was. Anywho, but then when they were like, oh, well, Grace and Leo are getting a you know divorce and whatever. And I was like, damn it. I loved Harry Connick Jr. on the show. Yeah. So for the fact that he's in this latest episode, I was like, I cannot wait to see this. It's, and I heard it's really good. It's really, really uh, like, and, and I didn't watch the first episode. I've only, I've, I came in one episode ago and just watching the like this most recent one and the previous one it it feels very much but like like when i watched the original one i was like oh this is cute and i watched it with my mom and we thought some things are funny but then like going back now i'm like they really didn't touch on a ton of gay culture no they didn't and so now and, the show's actually sexual and this episode they are and it's it's a lot there's it, it, there's a lot better flow, culturally and and comedically. Well, yeah, and I mean it was at a time where that wasn't ever on television. So now the the landscape has changed, the cultural yes. landscape has changed, and it, it's it's needed. I mean, it was it, not on broadcast TV 
queer as folk was contemporary and was definitely sexual, but that wasn't broadcast. That was cable. So, I mean, you could get away with more. So, yeah, I, yeah, I am very glad it's evolved. was very poignant in the whole generation. I, oh, yeah. did you uh, enjoy, what's his name? Oh, I love Ben Platt. In it. Holy shit. <laughs> beer was, great. Beer was adorable. Yeah. I did enjoy the fact that Will went off on him. Yes. But it seemed so amazingly superficial. Oh, yeah. The freaking uh, lights go out in Georgia thing. I'm like, oh, God. We're that doing was this. fantastic. Yeah. The first <laughs> because, time. Because that the reminds first me time. of Dallas and the Roundup. And every midnight, they play that whole speech. I know. It's a gay and, touchstone, but like they didn't have to go back to that well a second time, I feel like. I don't know. It was okay. The Jack, I think in that episode, the Jack humor was more successful. Oh, my. The, God. the physical humor he did was mm, yeah. just so good. Yeah. I but has he had a lot of plastic surgery done? Because he looks weird. Uh, yeah, he looks very plastic. Mm. And I mean, I know that's been a long time. Like that's not makeup because when he was doing those those videos with his husband that would go viral. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he that's how he looks in those videos. So unless he's got that same makeup person following I, him around, I mean, RuPaul did it for twenty plus years. So I mean, it's possible. So I saved my best for last because um, I had to think about what I've been watching. <laughs> um, my pick, and if you have not been watching it, it's on its third season, Superstore. Oh, yes. Oh, we have it. Yes. Uh, I need to watch You need that. to catch up on it. It's so I good. I have so many holes in the uh, viewing of that. I got to figure out what I've missed. Oh, that's fine. Have they in, hooked up yet? Jump in, a, in season three, episode one. Just go for it. Oh. With the uh, the reopening after the uh, the tornado rolled through. Oh, that, I did see that. Oh, yes. yeah, yeah, You've yeah. Seen okay. the, you saw the finale, so you're fine with two. And I saw uh, Eric Michaud's husband. Yeah, hi, Chris. That's he's awesome. In a, he's in a coma now. I don't, I don't know. I, yeah. That's, I d- he hasn't I d- been on the season. They wrote him off. It is hysterical. Uh, working in retail. like it just It's like what oh, I no. wish I could have done. While it's... working in retail, I didn't work in a big box store. Like I was talking to somebody recently, and they were like, "I watch it and I love it because I used to work in a in a superstore." And I'm like, "I I can feel the pain just from like from being in a smaller store." Mm-hmm. It is so fucking good. They did a memorial for a character, and um, what's her name's got the ukulele out, and oh, she's God. singing Radiohead's "Creep" as the <laughs> memorial song. <laughs> and somebody's like, "Why is she?" It was like, "Oh, did this person really like Radiohead?" Like, um. It's the only song she knows how to play. <laughs> and it was just, it's fantastic. I, and, I, it worked at Best Buy and PetSmart, and it's very, it's way too, it, sometimes it hits way too close to home, but yeah, it's it, great. It's great. So it's on its, it's on its third season. We're three episodes in for this one as we record. And if you haven't watched it, go back and I'll do a, a, a Last Man on Earth as a second little. Another one I need to watch. Catch oh. up on it. It's the, the premise. And the name of the show, when it started, seemed like it was One Direction, and it's not, and it's gone into like these adventures that are just really make them all shine. And that that ensemble cast: January Jones, um, Steen- Kristen Shaw, Mary Steenburgen, Mary Steenburgen. Um, I can't remember the guy's name, but I know he was on How I Met Your Mother. Also, the main guy. Uh, they're all just Kristen they're, Shaw. Oh. They're all fantastic. So go watch those. So did they pull a Cougar Town with the title of the show? A little bit. No. No? Because... They yes, find, and, yes and no. They find ways to have last people on Earth. In- well, but I don't... I don't. I think that's the whole kind of twist. It was It was like you start out with this is like the last man on Earth. Right. And then I, th- I think in the first couple of seasons, it was playing off of his insufferability. 
And it was almost like, I wouldn't sleep with you if you were the last man on earth. Like, it kind of took oh. that kind of tone. Now it kind of seems to be going, like, four, I think we're four seasons in. And it kind of seems to be just following that adventure. And they're all growing and becoming better people, but still insufferable at times. Yeah. Brian, what are you watching? So, I will talk about Mr. Robot, even though I know I'm the only person watching it. It's a great show. If I you- watched one episode. <laughs> Shit. Uh, it's still on I'm the I'm not going to spoil it. But if you are a fan or interested in politics, sociology, sort of dystopian potential, and the way the internet affects all of that, this is your show. This is the third season. Speaking of Bobby Carnival, he is now a character on the show that is a ridiculous kind of stereotype of a mafia fixer, which I didn't think I wanted in this universe, but now I really like. Um, the main characters are getting to go through a journey that is surprising at times, mind bending. Uh, certainly if you've not been following the show, I, I, there's, there's a lot I can't say, but, uh, the third season sort of resets part of it without really changing a lot of the underlying dynamics and continuing the story, the sort of, uh, MacGuffin story going forward, which is, Done wonderfully by oh god, what's his name? He plays a drag queen on the show. Oh my god, I can't think of it. Is it not BD Wong? Yes, BD Wong. Yeah, BD Wong. I remember you telling me that. I didn't. I haven't seen it. Yeah, you haven't seen his drag persona, uh, White Rose. But BD Wong. Oh, Alex with the white rose. Yep. What was cool about BD Wong at first is it was a bit part in the first season. It has grown into a very big driver of the sort of underlying what they're doing, why, why, what it's all about. And like the, again, that, that, that's all like sort of McGuffany, but the cinematography of the show, the choice of music, admittedly, it can be a little present. Like they, they have a lot of music going on at, at any given time, but it's very well chosen and it, it, it amplifies the show. It's USA. So it's kind of in the middle of nowhere. I think, you know, I don't know what else is on USA these days, but you got to search it out. If you do, you're, it's well worth it. I think if you're an Amazon Prime member, you can actually watch the first two seasons for free if you're, again, already a member. Uh, so, yeah, please watch it. Or if you come over here, you can borrow Brian's, uh, Brian's actually, DVD Actually, I do have both, if, uh, Oral, if you want. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Thank you. Or any listener that's in the neighborhood. Yeah, just any, come on anyone, by. just come on <laughs> uh, the show I will comp- The show I will complain about <laughs> is in humans, but there's a twist. Uh, we You're not s- supposed to give the twist away at the beginning. I'm not going to say what it say, is. It is a twist. I'm warning you. It's a twi- twist warning. Uh, Tornado Watch. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. The uh, show ostensibly is about Marvel's and human royal family, which I love. And we saw it in the theaters. Did we talk about this when we saw it in yeah. the theaters? You did. And just like when you guys talked about it, you still haven't said the name of the show. Inhumans. I know, but you didn't say the name of the show. You said the, it's about the Inhuman okay, Royal the Family. The show is called The Inhumans. Marvel's Inhumans. Marvel's Inhumans. Hashtag. Which I love their credits because at least they have Lockjaw on it. Oh, which yeah. little cartoon really, Lockjaw that pops up at the end and then teleports. At the, the end of the teleports. day, all the show really could just be about is Lockjaw and we'd be happy because it's really good Lockjaw stuff. So it's horrible. And there's a journey you go on in the third and fourth episodes that'll break your heart. And it's, it's oh, I can't even, oh, um, it gives me nightmares. But the uh, the show, the actors, uh, they are, they're not, I don't think, well cast. But I do, I do feel like by the fourth episode, they're starting to find their, their, their rhythms. And I think Karnak in particular, 
uh, Ken Lung, 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 I can't say his name right, uh, from Lost and uh, Star Wars, some other things. He gets um, some really interesting screen uh, interactions, so much so that I posted on Facebook that Karnak has got his groove back. <laughs> and that means... AKA Karnak gets his groove back. I mean, there's, there's multiple ways to interpret that, and you can do that. Uh, and there is actually a moment where he has the hoodie on from the comics recently. Mm-hmm. And I, and the way he wore it, I was like, Oh my God, that's totally what they're doing now, which is cool. But, um, there's a lot of lost actors on there and I don't mean people who are, can't find where they are. Uh, it is set in that's a lot. That's who I think. I think they just, the they, they, they were like, I don't know block. where I'm at. And then the uh, filming happened and they were like, we're here. There's this set on Oahu, which is kind of cool. I love, I love Oahu. So I love seeing, uh, scenic locations around Oahu. Here we go again. I travel Listen, for working for pleasure. I, there's I, one I, point where Medusa's <laughs> walking around and he goes, "Oh, Waikiki." Yeah, no, I was excited to see Waikiki. Um, but there's other shots that you're like, "Oh my god, that's probably uh, Waimea Falls or something." Um, the uh, most interesting thing also in, in episode was it three and four? There's a new Inhuman that they introduced called Mortis. Can you guess what Mortis's power is? Killing shit. Killing shit. What is cool is he's totally invention, invented for the show, as far as I can tell. It looks like a Kirby design, somewhat. Okay. Sort of like a more realistic-ish Kirby design. It looks a little bit like, um, uh, what's his name from... I was uh, thinking Forager from uh, DC, but who are you thinking? I was thinking the, the one, a little bit. The one that um, Magneto was posing as? Zorn. Oh, Zorn. Yeah, I can looks, see a little bit of looks Zorn. Looks a lot like Zorn. Yeah, a little bit he's like that. this weird, like welder mask faceplate with these glowy eye things yeah. and you figure like when they release him he's like you figure he's gonna be like i am death and destruction they, they, they talk him up a bit and more and then he comes out and he's like bitch are we there yet he's like, well, he's like, like well, sarcastic how's it going what's going on it's kind of ridiculous but i mean it's a good choice i just wish they had steered more into the skid and made it more ridiculous because then i can the fourth episode is where the show has a sense of humor they part they, they kind of partner off with humans and like I love Medusa and her buddy. Oh, that is I, I like that character solid, a lot. Solid. She was introduced. Good. She's part of the introduction that's not from the IMAX movie part of it because they they did have extra pieces that they cut in um, that they didn't show in the the theatrical version of the first two episodes. And her character is introduced, and it's like this uh, company that's. Um, a space program type of thing like it's a not, contractor maybe it's yeah it's weird. not like nasa but it's like it's this company that wants Lockheed to send Martin, people basically. into space and um they have a great dynamic and it it humanizes and makes yes. these characters relatable because honestly in a lot of what i've read for inhumans because this show has actually kind of kept my interest and made me kind of go i want to see what happens well, lockjaw well not even At just least. that like honestly like these i actually kind of like these characters now they're growing on They've me. They've grown on me too. Because I, I'm liking Crystal and Maximus a lot more. Oh god, I still can't Crystal, stand Maximus. Maximus, I don't know. I don't mind that, but Crystal. I mean, I mean Maximus, what he did to Sansa, oh, I can never. God, stop. I will never. <laughs> but Crystal's Crystal's bad. Let's be honest. And I love Crystal the comic book. I hate her hair. I need her. The, I need the pixie cut. The whole thing is just not doing it for me. And her new her partnering with um, that idiot. You want her to go even shorter? No, he does. I don't. That's not oh, with the hair? No, I just don't like the actress. I don't uh, think it's a good... Ch- 
I was like, oh yeah, because she I now do, has that like. I little do bob. wish she was a little older. And Gorgon, uh, I don't know what the hell they're doing with him and his random surfer slash mercenary friends. That um, was weird. Um, you literally just told me, girl, don't even bother. No, I honestly, you know, I want you to eventually watch Shield. You know, there's other things that I think you should watch. There are things you're never gonna watch. Don't this watch. This will be on the list of things you don't, don't watch. watch. I started watching Inhumans to watch rich people, rich white people, have their lives ruined. That's what that, brought that's me into good. Inhumans. That yeah, works. And now I'm here because I actually kind of like some of the characters. I Black Bolt gets an interesting pairing that you'd never expect, and that one actually isn't that bad either. Like a, a bigger Hawaiian Inhuman that's pretty cool. It I don't reminds know. me of the, the the big guy from Hurley, Lost. a little bit like Hurley. <laughs> um, not all big guys look the same. Um, <laughs> Blitz. How I Met Your Mother. Oh, okay. Uh, he was no, the Blitz. I. I think there's potential, and I want to say I want to say the show is actually going to turn the corner. But it's the problem is that we're halfway through the series. It's a short series, so we're yeah. only we have we're episode four just aired, and we have eight episodes. Yeah, I think it'll end strong, uh, end stronger than people anticipated. Um, it's weird because a lot of what people were writing about it after the premiere was you're supposed to see Maximus as the villain because he's staged this coup and he's hurting people or well he's ruthless he's ruthless not even no not even so much that because in the first two episodes he just looks like that guy that's the champion for the little people and riling up the 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 crowds of people that are gonna cause violence he wants to make adeline great again is Mm -hmm. that what you're saying pretty much very much um and then he eventually starts actually hurting people as we get into a couple episodes but you're not like you're you don't really know to root for the royal family because there's a caste system and there's yeah. all this stuff. And it's like, how do you relate to royalty? Like how do, as, as regular Privilege. people, how do you do Privilege. this? And, and that's Privilege. where, and that's where I like the rich white people have their lives ruined. Yeah, yeah. But like, aside, well, but half, only half of them are white. True. Triton. Uh, Cause you have, well, oh, Ken, not, you have Triton, or, uh, Karnak, Karnak. Uh, Gorgon. It's a multi-ethnic kind of thing. And I mean, and the cousins, Medusa and Black Bolt, which I love how they steered away from that. Oh well, yeah. yeah. Come on. It's like I remember you and we were growing up together, and then we started boning. Yeah. Although I did love um, Black Bolt with the getting the the salt and pepper beard as he's been on on Earth longer. Oh yeah. 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 They showed a close up in this last episode, and you see all the white hair in his beard, and I was like, that fits with his outfit, though. I was like, damn, daddy. Yeah, that fits. I don't know. Like, I there's a lot to not like about this show, but it's it is starting to turn a corner, and I'm hoping if you're if you're already predisposed to not like the show because everybody has slammed it. Don't watch or it. Or you watch it in the theater and you realize how w- wasted your money was. But if you're like, hey, I might want to... Right, listen, that was not wasted money. We got the placards for the We got the placards Lockjaw, and we got Lockjaw on yeah, IMAX. On IMAX with the nubbin. So cute. The nubbin. Oh my God, it's so cute. Anyway, so the Inhumans uh, is... Uh, yeah. I don't if know. you're open-minded to it, check it out. Give Shield it a couple episodes. Shield soon though, by the way. It's supposed to start right after. I'm very excited for that. It's supposed to start right after uh, the the Inhumans series ends. So, um, honorable mention, uh, and we won't talk about it right now. But American Horror Story, I like what's going on, and I'm very excited for what I heard about they're doing in the second half of the season. So we'll see. We'll talk about more about that later uh, when BJ hits me with his headphones. So there's lots of television we have not talked about, but if you have any TV shows you want to refer to us, go to flameonshow.com and let us know in the comments of the post, Twitter, uh, Tumblr, anywhere you want to find us. Just let us know what what we should be watching. 
Oh, they can do that all at playmonshow.com. You can hit us up on social media there. If uh, if the lovely listeners out there want to help support our show, because we are listener-supported programming on the Nerdy Show Network, where can they show their support for us, Brian? I believe it's patreon.com slash nerdy show, because what you don't, you may not realize if you've never used Patreon is it really is this nice system sort of a clearinghouse to get us funding and what you can do is you can earmark it specifically towards the show so even though you might like other things on nerdy show like nerdy show proper or uh state uh, of the empire state of the empire thank you some of our excellent original audio programming our original uh audio fiction uh shows you can tell the patreon system like hey i'm doing this to support nerdy show but i really like this thing and we'll find out. And sometimes we even get the money. So we really do appreciate it. Uh, it pays for equipment, beer, sometimes other expenses. It helps us make this show. Really and if you do enjoy this show, besides supporting us uh, through Patreon, we really do appreciate and love when we get reviews. You can just leave us a review on iTunes or on Google Play or... Just or subscribe. If you just subscribe, I think that makes a big difference. Well, that too, but the ratings help other people who maybe wouldn't be going to look for our show because iTunes and a lot of these places will put uh, high-rated shows yes. as suggestions. So It bumps it up. It definitely helps. And if you want to write us a little review, we love those as well. So help, we're gonna, Just we're, share our links. Tell your friends. That, that's another great way of doing it. All of it. But, it but all we love We love the reviews because then other people get to see it. And um, we're going to go check our reviews soon. And uh, we've even read some of the reviews on shows in the past. So I yep. think we should do that again soon. And emails. We, uh, we love getting emails. And, and we'll read those too sometimes as we get them. Perfect. All of them at Flame on Show. Yeah. Any of us. So we're going to skip a few segments because of some things that have come out. But we want a little bit more people uh, to talk about. Uh, so stay tuned for that in the next full cast. But comics have been doing some crazy things. Metal cover, foil covers, lenticular cover. It's like the nineties, isn't it, Laurel? Everything old is new again. Oh, girl, when I when when I went and picked up our two weeks worth of books after we were traveling, and it was just like lenticular freaking city. I was like, God damn, I travel back in time. Mm-hmm. It, it it is, and they're but they are good. They're really cool. I mean, I definitely enjoyed flipping them and seeing the different because uh, it's like a throwback for Marvel. They got the old cover or a recreation of an old cover, then the mm-hmm. new cover. Um, let's start with DC though, because DC has been doing some really cool stuff, and I feel like we, should, Oral and I specifically, we have some stuff to talk about. Uh, we'll start with metal, which I know Pat, you're reading as well. I just read the one issue. Oh, you didn't? Are you not keeping it up? Okay. No, I because I, I was like, why did you read? This is the most DC thing I've ever read. Oral made it sound so intriguing for this this reveal at the end, and I was like, maybe I'll know what's going on, and I had no clue. Oh. I know, will say that. Not about the books themselves, mm-hmm. but at New York Comic Con, they had um, a booth, and they had the metal um, like tour shirts. Oh yeah. yes, I have one. Yes, because I told you, and then all of a sudden you were like, "Like this shirt that I'm wearing." But they had the tour shirt with the with the dates on the back. But then they had the other ones that had all the different Batman logos, and honestly, they're kind of cool. And I was really close to buying you were. one of them. I was like, "Really?" Now I will say, I didn't get. I, I metal. The first issue was fine. But I didn't buy into it until I read Red Death. I don't think we've talked about this. No. Red Death was a transformative moment for me when I got it. And mm-hmm. I went, 
oh my God, why have they not done this before? Why have we never had the Batman Justice League match mashup before? And I feel like we probably have in little little instances, uh-huh. Elseworlds or whatever, but not like this. And then the other thing that blows my mind and I love about metal is it is ex- it is a Grant Morrison like child, a child of Grant Morrison's ideas. And you obviously, if you're a longtime listener and oral, you certainly know I'm a big Grant Morrison fan. Mm-hmm. Final Crisis and Multiversity are two of my favorite things he's done for DC and Seven Soldiers. And this is an outgrowth of at least Final Crisis and Multiversity. It is. It is. Snyder pulling in Grant Morrison and Jeff Johns and Jeff, yeah, yeah, and and taking you know their runs and their formative things at DC and distilling it into this like out of this world nineteen late nineteen seventies rock and roll video. Yep, and it is it is dark. It's probably it's oh, one of wow. the darkest. That third issue, yeah, holy crap! It's one of the darkest mainstream events or just books that DC has ever done. The world goes to absolute hell. Like you think, oh, it's an event. It's it's like the recent Marvel event. Everything's going to go bad. Everything's going to come back. Yes, of course. But this goes like that next level of, no, we're trashing the multiverse. Mm-hmm. We're taking your, your favorite characters and just corrupting the shit out of them and then defeating them too. Like it's, well, it's, I mean, they did a little of that in blackest night. No, no, no. This is, yes, you're right. No, you're not wrong. And this is in that spirit too, but even more, even more like beyond what they did in blackest night. It's mm-hmm. because cool. blackest night, they were compelled and they didn't have a choice. This is all about the choices that you make and the consequences of those, intentional or otherwise. And uh, the main, I'd say, generals for this big villain. um, Barbatos? Barbatos, yeah. Yeah, Look, I like Barbatos. I I like the name. It rolls off the tongue. They have chosen, knowing that they fought on the side of angels, to say... Fuck it. This is bullshit. I don't like my lot in life. I have been made to suffer. And if it means making other people suffer so my suffering stops, I am willing to do that. And it is great. What is the expression like between a a good day and a bad day? You know, you can become a villain or a hero based on a good day or a bad day. It's that Mm -hmm. kind of idea. Because all of the dark knights are Batman. Like they're Batman. They're Bruce Wayne. Yeah. But he went down a path that our quote unquote our you know universe one or zero whatever they whatever it is like didn't do these Batman did, and it's cool. It's a great idea. It's a great concept. And if you look at like each and every one of their flaws are issues that Batman has. Absolutely. So like his inability to let go um, brings him to the Red Death. Um, his dependence, like just codependence, like. On Alfred oh, drives geez. him to be to let the the machine become the monster and infect him. Um, even this past one, like his obsession with his parents, drive him to be this monster with unlimited power. And it's nothing that's out of the realm of possibilities for Bruce. And and it's really great to see. However, in the last issue, Dawnbreaker, I have issue with that oath because it was almost perfect. And had they switched some of it, it would have worked. But it's a broken rhyme scheme. Oh, so that's the one I have not read. Uh, yeah, so I'm working on it. I know. But um, 
I'm Metal excited. I, I'm. I. It's. It is so unexpected, and I love Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo. So I thought, oh, they're going to do some cool stuff. And some people have definitely taken issue with some of the craziest stuff. The Batmantium, for one, is like Bat-mantium. a metal. Batmantium. Like, that's a little out there. But, but you you can deal with a talking gorilla. Oh, I know, I know. Well, But that's an old, D, that's an old DC trope. You can deal with that. But you can't deal with a metal called Batmantium? Shut the fuck up. It's, Go it's, to hell. It's, this is <laughs> definitely, like, not tongue-in-cheek, but it's definitely taking DC for all of the silly... And the serious, and it's cool. Does it go snicked when it uh, when it's used? I just oh. Now let's talk about let's talk about Mister Miracle. Oh, Mister Miracle is one of my favorite characters. I knew when they did this book, written by Tom King, with art by Mitch Garrods. Oh, Tom King! I have to do it every time it's said. I knew this would be special. What I did not appreciate or realize that it would be is just so existentially confusion confusing and also epic in its new gods story like it's kind of amazing what they're doing Mm -hmm. with the new gods and when i read uh listen to tom king's interview on word balloon he's like this is straight up a new gods book we're just doing it through the lens of mr miracle and that will he'll be obviously he and barter a big part of that but like we are taking the new gods as gods and telling their story and, and, and moving their story along in ways that just like that third issue, like, holy shit. I mean, the second issue is fucked up. That third issue was even more fucked up, especially yeah. the last page or two with Orion, like taking on the role of high father and sort of maybe revealing his cards a little bit to uh, Scott and just like, Oh my God. Like as a new gods fan, it's, it's just, Genius. The only thing I will say about the visual style that Mitch is doing is fascinating because it's very, I mean, nine panel grid's nothing new and Tom's a big fan of it. But what Mitch is doing with the, the reuse of each panel mm-hmm. and just moving little things, yeah. it almost feels like a very minimalist approach. I mean, it is. And that sometimes bothers me. But in this case, that's, it's, it's like watching a, a flip book. It's like if Mitch and the All Reds got together. Yes. And, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the fantastic elements of All Red were muted intentionally. Yes. With Mitch, and it it worked. Well, because All Red is kind of a der- not derivative. All Red's style is very influenced by Kirby. Yes. There's like a continuous line through that, and and so by extension, absolutely no. But it's I I uh, and this is not a book for everyone. I would definitely say if you're not not even invested in New Gods, but if you don't really know about New Gods, it's a little like wait what. But I think they do an okay job of kind of explaining some of who the different people are, mm-hmm. at least enough that you can hang on to something. But you'll it's kind of like Blade Runner. It's like you'll be richer if you've seen the original or yeah. if you know anything about the new gods. But seriously, it's some of the best stuff. DC is doing some amazing stuff. The only book I want to complain about is Action Comics because they have decided to make Superman's, well, possibly Superman's father into this interesting character a it's not who i thought obviously it's no it's not no one thought it would be jor-el that was this mr oz character some people did they did really and we were oh. hoping that it would i we wanted it to be connell connell would have been interesting connell would have made sense the, this is jor-el it's that movie with nick cage yes but what i will say is the first episode when they did the reveal not good second episode or episode issue uh, whoever the artist was, I don't remember off the top of my head, it was somebody different. 
I actually really liked it. And it started to sort of win me over to, and they explained, like it wasn't just Jor-El the, va- the villain. It was, no, look, here's my journey and this is where I'm at and this is how I got to this point of view. Hmm. Like it sort of made more sense and kind of turned it a little bit around for me. But uh, I, you know, it's, 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 it's an interesting story. I, I don't quite know what, I don't know what to expect, but I also don't know if I'll like what, what they do. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, any other DC? Um, well, the flip side to that yeah. is Detective is getting us back to Tim Drake, who yes. is finally trying to escape the clutches of um, of Jor-El. Oz. Yeah, yeah, of Jor-El. And uh, I I like it. I like Tim meeting a darker version of himself. That is just like, hey, I had to take over because I was the smartest one, and it's him being unchecked, which I I really like. The Batman Beyond. Yeah. Kinda, yeah. So that's that's been really cool. I, I like that a lot. Um, on the Marvel side of the house, we are dealing with Marvel legacy and generations and all that sort of the new paradigm. Uh, the one thing I know that I said to Pat when Legacy came out and we were at the store uh, meeting Jason Aaron again, uh, which if you like Jason Aaron, you should go back and watch our interview. Uh, we did an interview with him, what, like four years ago now? It's been a mm. while. Uh, it's on YouTube. It's one of our only YouTube videos. It was really cool. Um, and he remembered it. The uh, I didn't realize it was a zero issue. Yeah. Or a point one. Yeah. And I think I was disappointed because all I really was excited about was Jason Aaron doing uh, craziness with uh, the 1 million BC Avengers with Assad Ripic doing art. And every time it popped away from that, I was like, oh. Oh, this is this is telling us what's coming. And I get it. Like, I totally understand the reason for it. And then, like, some of the things I was mildly interested in, obviously, the uh, Captain America stuff I'm very excited about. Mm-hmm. Um, the Johnny Storm, Ben Grimm, the, the two and two one. Two and one. Like, the Fantastic Four coming back. Obviously, that's cool. But everything else, I was like, eh, I don't need this. I don't, I don't really, eh. Well, I think overall it was a cute story like i i was intrigued by it mm. and not everything that is in there is what i'm gonna read well no of course you like know you, you telling me that one page of like the wakandan empire the galactic that's insane Wakand- and i'm excited but i don't know what to think oh i'm so excited but it's it is has this to be coach writing it though or somebody else it looks like it yeah okay it has to that marvel legacy has to be for everyone it has to to do this expansive thing because you know what has everyone complained about? I swear to God, if like if people don't pick up Legacy, Marvel fans don't pick up Legacy, I will burn every comic book in the world. I will make it my my mantra. Baron I will four, make five, it, one it my my pilgrimage because setting books on fire. You bitch and you moan, and Marvel's giving you exactly what you want. Well, be specific. So just in general, fans are bitching that they my don't have their classic heroes. Here. So Marvel is trying to have their cake and eat it too. Spider-Man's different. I don't want him to be rich. Why is Thor gotta be a lady? And so they're like Jason Aaron's run on Thor like is getting to this big climax of the death of Jane Foster. Um, Peter is once again down on his fucking luck. Like that was going to be interesting. Um, And you know... Slot did a really good job. It's a new direction for Peter, but they're giving you 
classic Marvel. Yes. And if you don't want it, you wanted nothing. So stop saying that you... And you were one of the complainers. Yeah. Right? Stop saying that you have something to contribute or all they had to do was this. Because when they give it to you and you still don't pick up a book, a book that is good, you have nothing. Well, and, and I'm seeing like these these comments on, on the articles <laughs> about things. And it's like, oh, they're just going to have two of each character now? They should get rid of... You fucking... You got the character you wanted back. Shut the fuck up. Well, and deal with it. DC's done this generational dance for years and they've been able to do it even when there's two Batman or there's two Rob. There's how many Robins are there? Like you can do it. Like you can eight. make it work. But um, it, it's just it's now I am disappointed. Bullshitting for no reason. I am disappointed that that Cat Falcon is going back to just Falcon. They should have kept that line and had just two Captain Americas because they've done it before. Yes, when Bucky was but, Cap. There was a there was but, a no no nope, no. Nope, but listen. Generations and honestly, I like the Phoenix one. The Captains was probably one of the best generation episodes. Yeah. Uh episodes issues. <laughs> you got me doing it now. I know. It's terrible. Um it was amazing. Yeah. Honestly, like and I'm not like I Nick read Spencer the, wrote that. I mean, he's telling he's been the one telling Cap uh Falcon, you know. Yeah, well I I never really read the the Sam Wilson Captain America book. It's good. It's really good. I'm sure it is. And I I was I've never really been a huge like, oh my god, Rob Rock Captain America, Steve Rogers. Yeah. But from the Hail Hydra, like knowing the Hail Hydra thing and um uh it, it doing that whole like lead into Secret Empire, that generation's issue in watching Sam live a different life. And seeing it, it makes absolute perfect sense for him to do him mm. and not be Captain America because he's not living in that shadow of that mantle. He is his own man. Yeah. And I'm excited to see. Oh, yeah, I'm excited to see what they would, what they'll bring him into. And yeah. this gives it that step up where, fuck you, I am this great person and this great leader. And now it's I'm not just Captain America's BFF. Like, okay. Well, that's good then. That's, it, as long as they have a good story reason, I mean that's that's good. That because okay. the generations leading into that and like and where he where he chucked uh, Cap the the shield at the end, it was like like it was it felt like a a complete for a one shot. It felt like such a complete story and a complete arc where everything else felt like with Jean was like. I'm going to try to help dumb. better myself. The, the Generations episodes or okay. issues were really kind of mostly like... Eh. It was it was needing it for this moment. Yeah. And Sam's journey... Vanishing point. ...was fantastic. I, I think, honestly, that was one of the best issues I've read in quite a while of anything. I will say that the Spider-Man one with Miles and Peter, with art by Ramon Perez, was delightful. And when I talked to Ramon at New York Comic Con, I said... Ramon, I want you to know I love your art. You, he knows this, of course. But his Marvel stuff has been hit or miss. And I don't know if it's his pencils or just the, the way some of the inking has been done. Because he sometimes inks stuff, sometimes he doesn't. And the coloring and all that. But he said, he's like, I really... I asked him, like, well, what was your favorite thing you've done at Marvel? And he's like, it was Nova because he got to be a part of the storytelling. Mm -hmm. But he's like, I really did uh, like the way the, the, the Bendis stuff came out. Although, I guess, working with Bendis isn't as amazing as everybody might think and partly it's just because bendis will send script bits not like the whole script so he can kind of get them started which which makes sense mm. but they're not always in order 
So like if Bendis writes the ending first, he'll send the ending first. And th- so then the arts sort of hold back. Like he, he, he said it was just, it's tricky to work around. It's mm-hmm. a little challenging because of that. But uh, it, the final product certainly came out, came out really well. So I'm, I'm happy with that, how that one turned out. Uh, but yeah, Marvel's going through an interesting transition. I know the X books are uh, kind of doing some crazy stuff. Why I, don't you like X-Men? What? I like Blue. They're they're giving you Mojo Worldwide. I, I haven't gotten to that yet. I need to read. Okay, it, gold, I'm two issues behind. I'm yeah, I'm I'm, okay. I'm behind on the the Mojo stuff, but it's been really never, it's been really good. I've never been a huge Mojo fan though. Be I honest, love Mojo be because he's just weird in yes. in the the personification of like just TV culture, just absolutely consuming mindless entertainment, absolutely, and how awful that is i'm hoping in fact that legion season two plays with mojo stuff because i think that'd be really a ballsy choice do you know what i mean i want him to if they do that i want it to be just like the 90s cartoon like i need that like that like shrill crazy voice Mm -hmm. like like he's just doing nothing but cocaine which is smart (laughs) it's smart because they made the biggest tv producer just like eyes completely wired open never able to close really manic perfect it was that was definitely i was mojo was never like a big thing for me and then the cartoon happened and i was like i kind of love this Mm -hmm. and i'm i'm excited to i'm excited to see where they're going with it i'm excited to see where um the apocalypse stuff that's coming with the blue in it yes i think they're doing some apocalypse crossover i think so yeah they they already did that no i'm doing another one i thought I thought I saw on the cover they're doing a whole big apocalypse thing. Isn't it like Apocalypse Wars? Yeah. We already did that. No, I swear they're doing it again. This is the only other thing. This is why I don't like uh, X-Books right now. It's very retread. No, I, I like Blue. I, I think, Brian, I don't think you're talking about what you think you're talking well, about. Well, I will confirm this. You just, you just... I think you may just be thinking about the cover of one of the books. Yeah, I think like, Apocalypse was on one of the covers. Oh, is that what it was? But it was yeah. like Apocalypse, Dark Phoenix, because it's part of the Mojo yeah, stuff. Yeah, no, 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 no. That's oh. what this is. Yeah. It's not... It's not... It's Mojo turning the X-Men's history and legacy and their worst points in time against them. I got it. Okay, that's and different. It's, and it's... Um, when it starts, it's super meta because it's like... And the like the last panel is Mojo talking about like what's the like what's the the biggest thing that fans want? It's like reboots or like it's some like yeah. it's it's a it's a jab at like what you've been saying about goals where it's just like it's all fan service and that's kind of what the whole thing that's leading into this whole thing. And I'm I'm excited to read it and it's gonna be it's gonna cover quite a bit of the X now, world. Mm-hmm. Astonishing X-Men has been really good. Oh, it's been great. And that I I will read no, ma- no matter what. I'm still wondering what the hell they're doing with Xavier, if that's even a real thing or not. But overall, that one has definitely kept my interest. The rest, I don't know. Like Blue, I like Blue a little bit more than Gold, but yeah, I don't know. I'm just... Now, the Excalibur thing I saw coming up, that excites me. That I'm, I'm down for. I... I don't care if Cap's got a beard. That's even better. What someone complained? Can about somebody fill me in on that? Because what I read that had the the thing from New York uh, Comic Con, it showed like an Excalibur cover, but an it annual. had nothing to do with Excalibur. No, they're doing an annual, and I believe that yeah, I believe Cap's coming back. And oh, okay, because um, the article I read gave me no details. Well, it showed the Excalibur cover, Megan? the the the, um, the traditional like yeah. Excalibur one. 
And it said something about the guy that was involved with the art. Well, so and Alan, he's doing a cover. Alan Davis is only doing a cover. And this is, I think some people are disappointed that he didn't come back for the whole issue. He's doing a cover. But, gotcha. Okay. I, I, I saw it. I saw the, the cover and I was like, oh. And then when I was reading it, I either misread it. Or I was like, there's no information but here for it's, me. It's an annual, I think. and I remember seeing it about the annual. Yeah, but it would be nice if it was long. Just wait and see. But yeah, yeah, they could be testing. Marvel's doing some cool things. And uh, Phoenix is coming back in December, so I don't yeah, give a flying fuck. Right. Although I'm curious to see where the Jean Grey story goes with because the Psychic... Uh, is it Psychic Wars Psych in Jean Grey? Psych Wars, yeah. Psych Wars. Because um, the last thing I saw was adult Jean Grey's ghost flying into Emma's body. And I'm like, yeah, this is going to be fun. Although I hate that it's... I mean, it's when she died, but it's the whole Grant Morrison, like, mm -hmm. leather-clad Jean Grey. I'm like, mm, with her tiny ankles. <laughs> tiny, tiny ankles. Are there any Image Boom, Oni, IDW, They've Dark come Horse? out with stuff. Things are good. I can't remember off the top of my head. That's the problem. There's so much, like, out there that mm. it's, it's hard to track. Um uh, next time I'll have a whole host of things. We keep threatening to do like a micro of just comics, and that well, we would be can. the time to have like our favorite non-Marvel DC books uh, selected. Well, for our listeners out there, if you've got books that we don't hit on, because we we really just hit some of like the big books that are in our our purview in our world, tops it, of our stack. If you have books that you want to see talked about, hit us up in the comments, email us. And then we'll have these boys sit down because I really only can speak to most of the X books. And chances uh, are I've read it. Exactly. So please, but we just we don't have means. the time to mm -hmm. do it all in this one episode. But if you want to hear it, tell us. And if we've uh, we can do a, a fuller episode and include some of your favorites. Well, and uh, please just let us know what you think about the show. We'd definitely love to hear from you. We always love interaction with our listeners. I find out new people listen all the time and I'm like, why don't you tell us? We think we're just doing this for our own edification and enjoyment. But if you like it, let us know. They like to listen, stalk us. Seriously, they're they're lurkers. It's all that. They are, but they're fun. But it's cool. And 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 thank you guys all, especially Ron, everyone who's came out and seen us at our events. Uh, we had a great time. Hopefully, we'll be back next year. And we'd love to bring more of our our listener, our fan, our fans, our uh, our core cast up with us as well. So uh, if you, you you do that Patreon thing, there's a better chance it's going to happen. We're going to kidnap Oral, bring him up there. <laughs> it could happen. Oh, um, God, running amok in New York City with Oral. Oh, I don't even know. D look, Girl. you'd have to have like an ankle also, thing. Also, dodging family left and right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'd have to lowjack you so we know where to pick you up later on. Mm -hmm. um, well, I think it's time for one-ups. Yeah, one-ups, yes. one-ups, one-ups. All right, so this is the thing. Bloop, bloop. Things we do that give us life. There are favorite things in the world right now, and we want to give them an honorable mention on our show. Oral, since you reminded me that they exist, you should be the first. Okay, so I thought about something like pop culture or whatever, but I'm actually going to tell you something like innate. Uh -oh. So my schedule is really like weird and, and difficult to work around. Um, sometimes I don't get home till late, and so I've tried to start meal prepping, but that can be really boring. And so what I've been doing is that I've been trying out like recipes, like from like tasty or like things that I've always wanted to try. And I've been making them. I've made like stuffed cabbage. I've made like a fish stew. Oh, wow. Like it's been really fun because you're like, what do I have in the pantry? I got to go to the store to pick up these things. And because like I'm just cooking for me, like I'm sharing with my roommates and then everything else, I just kind of package up and eat throughout the week. So it 
it forces me to expand a part of my life that like cooking that I like to do. I just don't have the time. And two, it's forcing me to be a better cook because if I fuck it up, bitch, you're in trouble because this is what we're going to be eating for the rest of the week. Yep. I know how you mean, honey. So, yes, um, cooking has been giving me my one up. Yay. And to piggyback off of cooking, since BJ had to leave early uh, before we finished up this this episode, he wanted to make sure that everybody knew that his one up for this month is Food Wars Season 3, which has just started. I can't believe I missed it. I'm so excited to watch it now. Oh, I love Food Wars. He's mentioned it before on the show, but mm-hmm. Season 3 has recently started. So that is giving him life. Yeah. Eric, what about you? I'll keep the food train going, and I'll say that uh, what's giving me life right now is Epcot's Food and Wine Festival. How and many uh, hundreds of dollars have you dropped? Only one so far, but mm-hmm. I'm going tomorrow. Oh, so nice. So I'll probably spend another. One hundreds of dollars? Yes, one hundreds of dollars. Oh. I also get to see Postmodern Jukebox tomorrow. Oh, That's nice. awesome. Eat to the Beat. They've oh, got they're some... Eat to the Beat? Yeah. I always get the shitty Eat to the Beats. I know, right? They've, oh, they've stepped man. up their game, I mean, it, I mean, it's BJ's birthday. It's Epcot Food and Wine mm-hmm. Festival. It's Postmodern Jukebox. It's, I wish I could go. It'd be a lot of fun. No. I love how that bitch is like, I've got 16 events for my birthday. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> I'm like, when can I celebrate my birthday? Mm, November. <laughs> I'm like damn it's a hell yeah. but that's fun there's some really good acts for Eat to the Beat this yeah, year that it's really good I don't think have done it in the past I mean I think Taylor Dane was last weekend <sighs> she's done it before though, yeah right? she's been there it's I, been a while though because I haven't I seen her listed the night explode I know also prove your love got to prove your love if you wanna be with me tonight available on iTunes <laughs> Flame On sings the hits I mean, but it's always a lot of fun with their concerts. You. Last year, I saw Wilson Phillips. Well, I saw Phillips because Carney was sick that day and <laughs> oh, wasn't at the concert. Oh, so it was just the two of them. But that was fun. I've seen Starship like five times. Of course you have. <laughs> they are a standard there now. <laughs> was Detox doing her mannequin performance? <laughs> Nothing's gonna stop us. That'd be fantastic if they. I want to see Detox do that. Like one year when Starship is playing E to the Beat, I want her to do her mannequin uh, performance. Amazing. Have you? You still haven't oh, seen yeah. that? No, I have. Oh, you have? Yeah. Of course oh. I have. I just, I just want to see that. I just want to see it. And uh, David Cook is part of the lineup this year, yeah. also. But oh. I, they're always on like Tuesdays when I have to work, and I'm like, I can't. I just can't justify having to pay to get into there and lose money for not working. I'll eventually see him live. What is your one up for the week? But speaking of music, so I'm gonna go off the I'm gonna go off the food, and, uh, which is weird because I'm a fat kid, um, and the music the music side is what I'm gonna talk about. I've talked about Kesha's new album Rainbow when it came out, when we were leading up to it. Like I've mentioned it a bunch of times, I finally got to see Kesha live. <sighs> I extended my trip up in New York a couple extra days. After we left New York, went to Maryland, came back from Maryland, stayed up there. And for the first time in 12 years, I acted like a kid and got to the concert venue hours before the show started and sat on the cold concrete and waited with like these 20 year olds was it a general admission situation yes okay although there were seats and i guess if i had picked the other one i did like uh hammerstein ballroom it's like a giant pit and then they have these like elevated like couple of sections oh, that with seems seats. like house of blues type kind of yeah. but 
much more gorgeous than <laughs> like it's a beautiful venue um so i don't know if i if i had not gone with vip i probably could have or general admission might have been uh the only pre-sale tickets available i'm not sure how that worked but i wanted to be as close to kesha as possible because i was trying my damnedest uh to get her to sign one or both of my new rainbow inspired tattoos yeah and it did not work sad but i was literally within like a foot of kesha your videos are insanely good not just because you know obviously the camera is good but because your angle is like it's like you were in the 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 photo pit, basically. Basically, there they, wasn't really one. It looked like but, no, there was. Well, there, there was. was. Well, there was a walkway. It wasn't really a photo pit. I don't but think. I mean, you were right there. You had a great angle. We were right up on it, and um, this group of kids, because they literally look like eighteen to twenty years old, um, some maybe a little younger, uh, called the Glitter Squad. Like they oh. were like, we're gonna go in. We gotta get right in the center. Which I mean, I was like, bitch, I I would love to be in the center, but. I know I'm not going to make it in there before they do. Uh, Did they make you an honorary member? No. Oh, that's fine. They were all weird. They're not inclusive. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. they weren't weird. It was like it was very much. Did a they click. used to be the inclusive glitter squad, and then they had a meeting and they changed it to just the glitter squad? I think the so. Shade of it. Uh-huh. <laughs> Rook. They uh, no, they actually were were really nice, and they apparently like go and raid a dollar tree craft store like a dollar tree craft section and buy all of this like glitter like dollar sure. store glitter or whatnot yeah, yeah, yeah had a whole fucking setup uh garbage bag on the ground they had gold duct tape and they were freaking making like duct taping people's faces to like make the straight lines for the beard oh wow hairspraying the shit out of it and then dumping tons of glitter on to make these like thick ass glitter beards and even this kid who looked like he was 12, probably 25, but, you know, mm-hmm. no facial hair whatsoever. They fucking made an entire fucking beard outline with duct tape, sprayed the shit on him, and just gave him a gold glittery chin strap. And I was like, I thought I was going to be a little over the top with my pink hair and my, like, kind of sparkly beard. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, mm, nope, I just got put to shame here. But I was mad because the group that got there apparently, like, 11 a.m., left all of their shit on the ground including their food bags and i was like this is how you get a bad reputation like mm. this is just fucked up and wrong Rude. you've been here all fucking day <laughs> people are holding your spot as you go get food and go to the bathroom somebody could have picked this shit up and put it in a garbage can i was right. so mad about that but the concert itself was fucking phenomenal um her older music She's redone because she did a tour, a fuck the world tour last year with this group called the Creepies and basically rockified all of her old music. And it's fantastic. And she did those. She did a bunch of music off of Rainbow. And then when the she finished with praying and she had come out and she was like, this is our fake last song. And kind of like Brian, she likes to give away the uh, the ending before. She's like, there's a twist. Um, and then she's like, she goes off stage and I knew she had taken Rainbow off of most of her sets. But somebody was like, oh, she's doing it every other now. Because when we were in Maryland and she was she played Maryland while we were while we were there, she did Rainbow. And that was one set list that I didn't see. So when she came back out, I was like, I'm going to start recording. Because she's either going to go right into TikTok or it's going to be Rainbow. And she comes back out and she's like, she's like, yeah, all right. She's like, we're back. 
She's like, all right, this is the title track from my latest album. And I was like, yes, because that is just, that to me is like the epitome of the entire thing. And that's a hugely emotional song for her. So I understand why she's reduced the number of times she does it. But if you get a chance, if you like Kesha in the slightest bit and you can see her live, do it. Our friend Jason from Rock Bar has dubbed her, in his opinion, the new Tori Amos. Because mm. it's all about the feelings. And honestly, these kids were not here for TikTok and Blow and all of those. They were. Like, they enjoyed them. Mm. But they were right there with all of the feelings. And she talk sitting there talking about how she is going to fight for equality and no sort of hatred until she is six feet underground. Like, she did not need to say it. But I thank her for every little bit of being that beacon She's kind of, in a way, she's kind of a new Gaga in this, like a re a rebirth of the Gaga feeling of like, I don't belong here, mm. but I fucking belong here. Okay, and it's fantastic. Hey, so if you haven't listened to Rainbow, get it, and then if you can see her in concert, go fucking do it. So I will have to say that my one up this week isn't very exciting, but if you are a fan of the Halloween or you are a fan of the Day of the Dead. You should go to Target right now, surprising no one, because not only do they have lovely little Day of the Dead things, uh, and these are uh, you know little visual aids we may have to figure out and remind ourselves to post. Great radio. I know it is. <laughs> but uh, they have these cute little birds that are... That are... Uh, oh, it may have just come out. We have these cute little birds that are Day of the Dead themed, and they have little musical instruments, little mariachi birds. And they have a pumpkin, a plastic pumpkin that has, what are these, little studs? Little, uh, tri- little spikes. Little spikes. Little triangular uh, things you'd find on a leather They're belt. cone spikes. And uh, looks lovely. And they have two different colors of this at Target. If you ever thought the Target was the gay Walmart or the gayer Walmart, I, I, think, I think things like this prove that they've, they're earning their, 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 not, their, the their title. The BDSM pink. The pumpkin? Yes, exactly. I was going to say, it's not the kinky Walmart. It's, it's Well, but it's, you know, it's, uh, it's special. And, I mean, I love the Day of the Dead, and I love decorating for that. So I, I highly encourage any of my fellow Day of the Dead fans to go check out what they got at your local Target. Uh, they're not on sale right now, but if you wait a week or two, probably will be. And that's all I got. I was like, you probably have to wait until after. They wouldn't put any of that stuff Sometimes on. Sometimes they do. First. Yeah, was, well, no, eh. they do sometimes. It depends if they've got more stuff coming in. They'll sometimes yeah. put it in to clear it out. But, but definitely right after or the week of Halloween, that's when a lot of stuff will go on sale too. So check it out. And that's all we have for the show. If you, again, if you like it, flameonshow.com. All of our social media stuffs up there. Patreon.com slash flameonshow or nerdy show. Sorry, uh, you can earmark for Flame On and let us know uh, with your wallets how much you love us. Or want to keep us on the air and the internet for years to come until we retire and go on and, I don't know, do things. Do other things with our lives. Who knows? But that's not tomorrow. That's way off in the future. Oral's going to be doing drag soon on an upcoming episode. We just, we're going to will it into existence. Yeah. We're going to do a, uh, a transformations video. We're going to, we're going to bite off of uh, James St. James's <laughs> oh, deal and we'll, We'll get somebody to to make over Oral for an episode. RuPaul Drag Race is coming back in the air, which means we will have more discussion about this thing. Oh, y'all will hear this after it happens, Mm -hmm. but 
they're announcing they're doing a special one hour episode to announce all stars three cast which means that it's happening soon Mm -hmm. they'll probably give you about two months so probably probably right at the beginning of january yeah because I don't think they'll start at the end of December. It'll probably be right at the beginning of January. They'll kick off All-Stars 3. Because then in the spring, you've got um, Season 10 with Untucked coming back to television. Yep. So, as a preview of what we would discuss on a Dragon's New Spandex, are we Team Trixie? Are we, we don't know. The cast uh, hasn't been but revealed this, It will yet. be when it's this airs. I know, but yes. we don't know who the cast is but, yet. But we do now. They all know that we're recording this beforehand. We can't give away special but knowledge. We know the future knowledge. Shh, please stop. Look, the world of I don't wonder. Want the, I don't want those pink those pink trucks coming in and, and we're gonna barreling in the door. I didn't say shit. <laughs> the way this will happen, it'll be fine. Anyway, all right, fine. Well, we'll if you are a specific team, let we'll us know. do we'll do a special a special like. 10 15 minute thing where Oral and I just sit down and we'll uh mm-hmm. we'll we'll discuss the cast. We'll let Brian sit in if he wants I was to say, also. <laughs> I got, I have hard choices to make in this All-Star season. That's all I know. Yes. So, all right, well that's all we have. Thanks for listening and uh see you next Tuesday. Bye. 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 Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.